Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. And in this episode, we are joined by Lisa Farina. And we're going to be talking about her recent success with breeding southern white-lipped pythons. They're an amazingly beautiful species of python with an iridescence that is hard to beat. And any time someone posts one to social media and is able to capture that amazing rainbow, they immediately will make even the most adamant snake hater take a second look. White-lipped pythons are one of those rare species in the hobby with very few people producing them in captivity. And while they are not for everybody, they can be a bit tricky to keep and to breed. But we will break down Lisa's approach to raising them up into adulthood and getting them to propagate in captivity. We're going to talk to Lisa about why she loves these rainbow serpents. Let's get into the show. Hello, welcome to episode number 483 tonight. Oh, and we are talking about something that is near and dear to your heart, my friend. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Your white whale. Uh, We're we're going to be talking to Lisa Farina about white-lipped pythons. Um, She just had success last season breeding them, Mm -hmm. and we're going to get into them. Um, White-lipped pythons are one of those... Uh, species that are in the what I would call would you say they're somewhat difficult? Difficult? What do you say? Oh, and I mean for I you, I say, guess they're difficult. I, I, I would say if it's your if it's your first snake, I, I well, I let yeah, the relationship is complicated. The, okay. the, the relationship <laughs> is complicated between me and white lips. I would say that if a white lip is your first snake, you've made some horrible choices. Like they're one of those snakes <laughs> where it's like I I I. And I, and I can't I, – I love them. They're one of my favorite snakes. But they are not for the layman. They are not for the beginner. They are a second-step yes. snake. You, you need to get something else to get your feet wet. Then you can jump up at the white lips, okay? Like being, it's a, not, being a short person, I prefer to stay on ground level. Yeah, exactly. That's why I can't work That's with the level can't, of no, white lips. They're second tier. They're, um, they're, and also they're they're very – they're not as forgiving as, say, carpets no. or other snakes in keeper error and stuff like that. So they're definitely, in my opinion, right. an intermediate snake. Not a horribly yeah. advanced snake, but also but, not brand new. Yeah. But they are absolutely beautiful. I love snakes. Mine. I have, I yeah. have, God, how many do I have? Six? Wait. Do you really no. have six? six? No, wait. Three blacks, three golds. Yeah, six. Damn. <laughs> okay. Is it all 1.2 or? No. <laughs> of course. They're all, of course I have what do you have? 1.0? No, I have 2.1 of each. I have 2.1 okay. of each. Two males, gold, two males, black, and uh, one female of each. So. so after talking to Chuck last week, do you think you might make a play for the extra male into your? Yeah. After talking with Chuck about how what he did with the, the, um, the Halma Harris with the Halma Harris, where he's like, he just chucked two boys in there with the girl. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, my gold face male is huge, and my other male mm-hmm. is just so tiny, he would be murdered instantly. So, uh, but I'm looking at the blacks, and they're both on the same level. So I'm like, all right, but they need a couple, they need all three of them need to grow up a little bit more. But, um, they're moving into six foot cages, uh, soon. So they'll have the rest of this year and next to grow out into those sixers. So um, that I'm looking forward to. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Um, anything else uh, that you wanted to hit on? 
I got nothing cooking right now. Um, uh, and then we'll probably think of something else for the next one. But yeah, I'm good. Do we have any other announcements that we need to make or such? Hmm. Announcements. I don't think so. No. Bad I think those. we're good. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> Welcome to Maria Python Radio, Lisa. Glad to have you. And uh, yeah, should be awesome to talk some whitelift pythons. Thanks, guys. I'm super excited to be talking to you. I've been listening to you guys, not since the beginning, but oh, thank for God. a good five years. <laughs> good. You snuck in right when we started getting good. So it's <laughs> well, I went back. I was oh, I why did you, did you, you do that? Some of the really early ones were hard to listen to just because of the audio quality. But yep. the yeah. quality of the conversation was always high. Yeah, well, maybe <laughs> so it was. <laughs> that's up for debate. But um, so you're pretty much already prepared for this. So we're going to throw some questions at you that you know are coming, and some that are curveballs now at this point. But um, so Lisa, what got you into reptiles? You. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking, <laughs> but I'm kind of. I'm kind of not. Okay. <laughs> like um, I started listening to you guys. I found you. Through the um, uh, oh the Morelia Verdes right uh podcast. Okay. Yeah. With, um. I, oh, um, with uh, Bill and um. Yeah, buddy. Bill and Buddy. Ah. And, yeah, okay. Um, okay. I, I I've only been keeping snakes since 2016. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a ball python, and I was like, eh, I. What I really wanted was a green tree python, but everybody told me, my friends who kept reptiles, they just kept um, things like bearded dragons, like your basic pet type mm-hmm. reptiles. And then her son got a reticulated python and <laughs> I held it. And it was like <laughs> something happened to me when I held it. It just like, I, it felt electric almost. And I couldn't stop thinking about snakes and I wanted... I didn't want a reticulated python because I knew how big they got, but I mm-hmm. couldn't stop thinking about that snake. And so I was reading about snakes and um, I had been to the reptile. We have a local show out here in Sacramento mm-hmm. and I had been to that show a few times. And um, I, re- I remember we passed by Dan Malari's table and my friends were just like, let's go look at the bearded dragons. Let's go to the look at, you know, like they wanted to look yeah. at that stuff. And I, we were walking by his table and um, I saw these like little red snakes and I didn't know what they were. I was like, what are those? And my yeah. friends were like, oh, those die. Don't even think about it. They'll just die. And so I was like, oh, okay. So we didn't even stop and look at his table. And um. But after getting the ball python, I, I still really wanted to get a green tree python. So I was trying to do research and I found the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I found you guys through them and I started learning about a bunch of different snakes. Cool. And, um, and then I heard Owen talking about his really cool white lips and how they're like crazy. <laughs> and then I, I saw a picture of one and I was like, whoa, <laughs> those things are like... Wow, I've never seen something like that before. And I had never seen one in person. And mm-hmm. um, then around, it was like, it was after I went down to the carpet fest at um, 
um, Travis's house. Right. It yeah. Was 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, by that point, I had already had um, green tree pythons. I got um, I got one from um, Harlan Wall. Nice. And then oh, I cool. bought some little tiny babies from um, Bushmaster. Okay. And um, so I had been keeping those um, for about a year. Okay. And then I went to the carpet fest and I met Travis and Riley and um, Nick was actually there too. I met him. And um, then Travis was doing a little tiny show down in like a little town, like in the central Valley. And um, my friend and I were like, let's go and um, see Travis. And um, Andy was there too. Yeah. Area. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And so we were going down there mainly just to see them. It was like soon after Carpet Fest. And um, Travis, like he's this, like he, if I don't know if you've watched any of the videos, he's like such a sweet guy. His whole family is like, you just fall in love with them right away. And, and that's, so we uh, wanted to go see is that them. Living Legless Travis, right? No, wait. But yeah, that that's li- right. Yeah, the Living Legless Travis, right? Yeah, Living Legless. Yeah, yeah. He's on our, I have he's, some both. He's on our coast now. He's uh, ours. Snakes right yeah. Now. <laughs> um, and uh, so we went down there, and I told my friend, just I was like, I'm not getting anything at this show. I don't need any more snakes. And um, I said, but if there's like a southern white lip, I'm going to get that. And <laughs> I, I said that thinking there is no way on earth there's going to be a white lip at this Don't little ever time. throw like, that out I into mean, the ether. It was in a little strip mall and half of the um, stores in the strip mall were vacant. And mm. um, there is like probably I'm being generous if I say there is 30 booths. It was probably <laughs> more like 20. Like it was just a little <laughs> tiny right. you know, local herp show and um my my friend's son came up to me when i was talking to travis and was like i found you your white lip and i'm all shut up <laughs> like he was just joking but it there was a there was a little male on this table and it was this uh guy um he was uh he built a reptile store in modesto and he's he dumped like tons of money mm-hmm. like the, it was a reptile store and a zoo okay like this was back in 2017 and i remember i had been wa- wanting to go to that place anyways but he had a booth there mm-hmm. and they were selling stuff and um there was a little white lip and i bought him and <laughs> he was two hundred dollars what the hell really <laughs> wow <laughs> and um i was like oh yes i you know like i bought it right away you can't pass that up even no. if it was like a lot more than if it was you know five hundred dollars i would have been like here's all my money yeah especially now and, that they're um, like two the guy grand. was like yeah i have a female back at the store mm. and um so i was like i you know i i, I had never bred any snakes at that point so just keeping snakes i was just learning to keep snakes at that point so mm-hmm. i was like kind of like oh you know at first i i, I was kind of like i want to get that female but maybe just figure out if i can even keep these snakes first because i had heard that they're they'll just die if they don't have water and they they don't shed very well and um but I, after having that little little male for a couple like just Within the net, that week, I called the guy and I was like, hey, I want to come get that female. And the guy was like, okay, but 
it's going to be $400. Okay. Well, let me think about it. Let me ask yeah. my wife. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can I go back in time when white lips were $400? I mean, <laughs> I God. Think, I think I lucked out, honestly. Like, yeah. I don't know what that... I don't know. That got that store didn't last very long. And no um, shit, because he was selling two thousand dollar <laughs> animals for four hundred bucks. Well, I figured we it out. Went, so when we went to pick it up, um, we went to the zoo, and uh, he had two adults in the zoo, and a, mm. and they had these like beautiful, elaborate enclosures with dirt, and he had a croc um, monitor enclosure that was probably like. 12 to 15 feet long but no more because the croc monitor looks small in it so okay. it must it must have been like 20 feet long it was huge and there was like tree-sized branches that the monitor like walked up wow it was, oh it was awesome that's and awesome there was like a white throat monitor just walking around that you could hold <laughs> <laughs> It's just like some some pet stores down here have a cat. This one has just a monitor lizard that wanders around. Yeah, yeah but anyways, those white lips. The he had southerns, so okay. the southern what the um I didn't. The male was like down below, but the female was giant. Oh well, both of them were giant. They were like yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen a big giant obese white lip. Yes, I have. They were like that. <laughs> they don't Several look times good when they get like that. Yeah, it, it there. I feel like white lips are one of those animals that if you pack on the weight, it, it doesn't. It it shows bad, and also yeah, they like just they, become. They look kind of like how I look around the gut. Like, right. Yeah. Because like all of a sudden they right go from there, having that sleek head. They, something happens to their face. Too. Yeah. They get they get chunky behind that behind the eyes, and then they just get fat, and it's just a gross tube. It's like this yeah, is an so animal. That's how I got into white lips. Awesome. So I mean, they're supposed to be. What I've found is that they're supposed to be big head, slim body. You know, it can be a large animal, but we're talking slim body because it's got to be up and into the trees and all in between other stuff, too. So that's what yeah. I found. And they're like athletic snakes. Like Yes, very. They, so. they go fast. They, <laughs> they're, they're not like a python. They're almost like a colubrid. See and how Eric, fast they are. Now we know why. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's just basically the closest I can what? get to a colubrid in a python. So um, there you go. So Lisa, what made you want to go down the white lip kind of road? <laughs> I think it was you, just the way oh, you shit. like talked about them, and <laughs> you made them seem so interesting, and just how beautiful they were like and it seemed like challenging you know mm -hmm, like everybody mm -hmm. says they're hard to keep and but people said that about green tree pythons and i didn't find that to be true do, do, do you like kind of like enjoy the challenge a little bit or like the idea yeah of it being it's a part of the um it's the herpeticulture part versus mm -hmm. the pet keeping part it's actually like you have to learn the animal and you're trying to you have to pay attention like, oh, it doesn't like this. So, or this, oh, it got a bad shed that time. So I need to figure something out. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really enjoy that part of it. it. That And I like that, what you said, it's the herpticulture versus the pet. It's like, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I, I like that. So what size group are you working with? I know Pearl, 
and you yeah, obviously so have I a boy. Yeah, I just got the two. <laughs> okay. I, I just got the two. Well, they were so hard to find. Like, mm-hmm. when that popped up, it was like they were ghosts. Like, it mm-hmm. was like a ghost just appeared out of nowhere. Like, I think you had being someone who's not like in the community and doesn't know people there's a certain types of snakes are really hard to get like how do you get a timor python you have to know the secret knock on the back door yeah yeah you 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 do you have to know the name of the special person right his name is Rob Stone, by the way. But no, it's, <laughs> well, <laughs> at least in my case. But um, it's I would agree with that. Now, um, yours are both wild caught, or like did this? Yeah, guy the guy them? told me. So when I got this, when I bought him from him at the show, I said, mm-hmm. "Do I need to treat these guys for parasites? Do I need to?" And he, he got a little offended and was like, "Well, I've had." No, I've had these for six months. And they, so at the time, um, mm. with my limited knowledge, like I, I kind of was, I guess they were about a year. Mm. But now looking back, I think they were probably older than a year. Cause, um, but who knows? Maybe he was feeding them heavy. Mm. They were, I would say they were about three feet or less, but they were, they weren't babies, but they okay. weren't, yeah. a, they were ve- very young. Okay. So I'm guessing at least a year and a half, probably right around there. Cool. Okay. That's like perfect age. <laughs> like that's... And then, so, uh, so last winter I went, I, I had my first like attempt, uh, not this winter, last winter was when I was trying to, uh, like I was hopeful that there might be a breeding, um, mm-hmm. event and, because Pearl was showing a lot of signs and um, then when nothing happened and then right around then, like that spring, all of a sudden, all these white lip pythons were being imported and um, Southern white lips. I say white lips, but I'm specifically talking about Southern white lips in this whole interview because I don't have any Northerns. Mm. So I don't have any experience with those. Okay. Um, do you, do you like so, do you want to work with the northerns at some point or is it just a matter um, of availability? I kind of like feel like I like the southerns and I already have the one that I like. <laughs> gotcha. I, I feel almost like I would always be like, "Oh, you're you're, crazy, you're not them." You're not <laughs> you know? So I don't I kind of feel like I don't want, want to I want to mm-hmm. try another um like, like if I species? do try something else, I want to try something different. Okay. Bring pythons. Brings are no, yeah, uh, no exactly, they're... exactly. That's why I'm like, that's the best thing about um, hatching these babies. Is it kind of? I kind of know the knock on the back door now. <laughs> I've got the key to the back door. Yes, yeah, you do. Yeah. I mean, I assume people were knocking down your door to try to get at. They them weren't. At they weren't because I'm not really like, um, I, like I'm not a known breeder, so mm-hmm. I. I think if I post a baby, they would just assume maybe I got an import or something. (laughs) She's one of those people that went and bought one of those imports that might die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this show's going to change that. And then they're going to be knocking down your door. People are going to listen to this. (laughs) I don't, um, 
I'm working on some deals, so I don't even know uh, if I have any babies for sale. So Tra <laughs> trades so are welcome, but just check with you what the, if that's what you want. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. And that thing, you're kind of right. There's nothing better than just not having to spend a dime on a snake and just trade. I feel really have. precious about those babies too. I feel mm -hmm. like I covet them. And if they go to someone, I want them to go to someone who will appreciate them and mm -hmm. be able to take care of them in a way that I feel like someone, like, I feel like a hypocrite to say that because who is I to buy a, buy a wildlife <laughs> python, like a wildcat one? But these are my babies, so I'm going to say it anyways. I don't care. <laughs> but th that's important because they're captive born and bred, so they're the best shot to establish more yeah, white um, These are F1s, and right. if we can get them hooked up with some F1s or F2s, that would be mm -hmm. really great. It should be in which you should be picky they should go to people who actually have a chance of reproducing them not just yeah. some guy or girl that's gonna be like and it's pretty and i take pictures of it from my instagram and it's over there it's like no <laughs> like come on yeah or i've noticed a lot of people lately in the facebook uh white lip groups posting babies that they had for about six months or a year mm -hmm. and now they're like i have these available right and yeah it's these like, oh they didn't i don't want that to happen to these babies i don't want them to be like eh, i tried it they weren't for me which i understand yeah if a snake's not for you you try it and you move them on but i i feel like they really are precious so i don't <laughs> want that to happen to these babies yeah right no so can you talk a little bit about how you established your pair when you got them? You said they were about three feet. How did you go about yeah, keeping I have them? A, I have a good story. Um, okay. <laughs> so when I first got them, I, I keep my um, green tree pythons in my bathroom. Mm -hmm. So they get humidity and um, the heat. Like, it works really well. Okay. <laughs> like, every time you take a shower, humidity spikes. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> um, so I put them in there um, thinking, oh, these need humidity. And I and um, I put I just put them, set them up in tubs. The bathroom set up um, for ambient heat. Mm -hmm. um, it you know, stays in the mid eighties during the day and drops down to the low eighties to high seventies at night. Mm -hmm. So I always have a warm bathroom to go into. It's nice. <laughs> um, and um, so I put them in tubs with uh, co the coconut husks um, okay. substrate. Yeah. And I put lots of uh, spagna on one end where their hide was. And I never had any but they were already, I feel like I cheated because they were babies, but they were already established. Mm. They ate like, you know, like eating, like white they lips. weren't afraid to eat in <laughs> yeah. front of me. Um, or I should say they weren't afraid to attack the rat and pull it into their hide and then <laughs> oh. eat it alone <laughs> in privacy. Um. Um, but the good story is that, mm. so my dumb ass that... <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I put Pearl in a tub that didn't have the good sturdy locks. And I just put clamps on the side thinking that would be good enough. And I had her less than a week and she escaped from her tub. <laughs> and I oh couldn't boy. find her. Like I looked. Um, oh God. So I'm in a, I live in a really tiny house. Um, and um, my bathroom is also my laundry room. Mm. So I was like, 
oh, she's in the washing machine. And I t pulled my washing machine out, flipped it over, looked all over for her. She wasn't in there. I couldn't find her. Um, I was worried that she had gone down the uh, water drain mm, to a thing. Yeah. And after a week, I gave up. I was like, she's gone. And um, then like about a week or a week and a half, week and a half later i was in the bathroom in the morning and i she and i saw movement in the corner of my eye and she was coming out from under the washing machine <laughs> and um <laughs> she saw me and i saw her and we both like stopped for a millisecond and she went to go back under the washing machine and i grabbed her and i was like she's <laughs> gonna bite me but i'm gonna grab her yeah and i no. got her <laughs> i was so happy i felt like i won the lottery i had to heave that but washer the out thing of the is, room is, like everyone talks about oh if these snakes don't have water for a week they're gonna die but maybe she was drinking out of the toilet or something know. along those i mean there I mean, was water scales somewhere. were a little dry but she wasn't like dead so that's the good part yeah <laughs> that's good that dude it's it's like when i my rough scale got out and i found and i only found it because i heard him climbing um on the drop ceiling i heard him slithering across the ceiling panels on the other side so like i'm pretty sure i like mario super jump like punch that yeah totally it's like i'm gonna lose my snake this week so i can feel that happy again yeah like no get over here we're not doing this i will not be that person that lost this animal it's like you get a heart attack and then you feel so depressed and you're like i'm the worst snake keeper on earth i'm such a loser right when you find them you're just like so happy it's okay no one needs to know and then you put it back in the bin yeah i'm always like Something's our secret. Um, one of the babies got out and I oh was my like, god the same thing i didn't close the tub all the way and it got out and i was like i hatched these precious babies out and i'm letting them out of their tub oh god did you find it yeah it was on the other side of the room up like wedged under a um between where the uh went the door of the cage and the mm -hmm. wall I don't know how I found it. I just like saw it out of the corner of my eye, but it was the same thing. I was like on the verge of tears and yeah. I tore my whole, and I was like, I have to tear my whole house apart now. Yeah, it was. I, <laughs> it, it, and I have it, a lot of stuff in this yeah. little tiny house. I'm like, this isn't. I want to say my Kribo got out and then it um, opened up my Madagascar hognose baby bins and then like also let like three carpets loose. So I came downstairs and I walk in the door and there's snakes everywhere. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like it's the nightmare <laughs> scenario. Like, and it was just... I'm glad to hear I'm not the only one. Once <laughs> it gets like, she was pissed. Cause I'm like, oh, maybe... this is recently. Oh yeah. Recently, recently. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, dear. Was, uh, I do dumb things a lot. So oh, okay. um, Fair enough. we had it. Cause it took us, uh, I think I found almost everybody that first initial night. And then I, I would just go to the squirrel's cage. I bet. Oh yeah, it's always gonna there. be there. Always him. <laughs> always him. But no, it was. Uh, I think it took two. I think it took two to three days to find the baby mad hogs, and it was just by me going down there and cleaning, and I pull a bin, and then one just drops into my hands. I'm like, ah, <laughs> like aha. So yeah, no. So it happens. One of the things that nobody ever admits to. But um, as far as else is establishing, with we, they were in the bins to, in the beginning. When did you kind of graduate them up into oh, bigger things? As soon things? as Pearl escaped, I went online and ordered cages. <laughs> I was like, Never I'm getting again. them out of this room <laughs> and I'm putting them in proper cages. And um, 
I don't really like, uh, I, I don't like, I have some ball pythons in a little rack that I have. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't really like keeping in racks as much. It's not as fun. It's harder to read the snakes and do the herpeticulture thing where you can actually see what's going on with the snake. It, mm-hmm. um, when you have cages, you can just like Peek. see what side of the cage they're on most of the time if they're going to the warm side or the cool side it's just easier mm-hmm. but um so right. i got an, i got a, i got um a three foot animal plastics cage and i don't know i i can't remember but i i had originally put i think i put pearl pearl in I can't remember. I think I put Pearl in the three foot cage and then I put the male, his name is Jet, by the way. Okay. I put Jet <laughs> in the um, four foot boa file that I had. Okay. And um, Pearl was doing great in her cage, but Jet was hiding mm-hmm. in the, like on the cold side under the, oh, and I started using paper. I don't like, I know everybody like, like thinks paper is awful, but I, I like paper because it's easier for me to keep clean. There were too many times when I had thought I had spot cleaned and, and then mm-hmm. I opened the cage and I could smell ammonia. Right. Yeah. So it's easy. I can keep the paper a lot cleaner and I just put humid hides that they go into that has sphagna and yep. I can keep that clean. I just dump that out and clean it out. It's super mm-hmm. easy and it's, and I never get the ammonia smell or the, but, um, so I have them on paper and I ha- I set up humid, hot, humid hides on both sides of the cages on mm-hmm. the cool side and the hot side. But jet was, wasn't even going in his hides. He was hiding in the back corner on the cool side under the paper. And he, he ended up having a really bad shed and, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what made me do it, but I put, I just said, you know what? Pearl's doing great in this little three foot cage. And I just put him in there with her and I cohabbed them for a really long time. And they, they were both doing great in there. And, um, I, I kept them. And then I, and then as he started getting bigger, I started putting him in his own cage. And I don't know, just being with Pearl seemed to like make him have more confidence and mm-hmm. he, it sounds weird. Like they, <laughs> I don't know if I'm um, anthropomorphizing the animals. Yeah, well, yeah, but, but the problem is you can you say that, but then there's also I mean the first rule of thought: never cohab snakes. But then we keep hearing more and more success stories uh, of people who keep their animals together year round. So it's like that's probably bullshit in a certain sense. Yeah, he just seemed like he he wasn't a, a, he. He wasn't eating as well either in his mm. own in by himself. So I would even um, when they were younger, I could even just feed them if, as long as they, like Pearl would Pearl stay Pearl stays in her hide mm-hmm. like eighty percent of the time. She stays on the hide on the cool side of the cage. Mm-hmm. She rarely she comes out at night, and it's only when she's hung like if she's really hungry, she'll come out at night and um. I know I can tell because she'll get moss in her um, water dish or she'll flip over the hide on the warm side. It's a smaller hide and it. Um, she can flip that one easier, but mm-hmm. she has her favorite hide. And so uh, Jet would go in her hide with her a lot of the time, but he would also go in other parts of the enclosure and I could feed them in the same enclosure 
as long as I would just give them both the rats at the same time. And I did that for so long <laughs> until yeah, <laughs> I, learned, I learned not to do that. Yeah. And I actually think it was um, sexual maturity that changed that. It was when Pearl started getting more hungry, her mm-hmm. um, hormones were making her hungrier she started wanting his rat to, she would eat his rat and then her rat (laughs) or her rat and then try to eat his rat while he was wrapped on it. Right. Right. Yeah. I have to separate. Uh, Even if I have my stuff paired, if I'm feeding anything in the same room, I have to separate or. Oh, I, I think that's a really good sign as for sexual maturity because she used to be just like a regular um white like regular python that wanted to eat like like a carpet python or she didn't have that uh extreme feeding response since she laid the eggs she, she's done crazy things like if i'm feeding the other some other snake i keep um I keep my bull snakes in here and you have mm-hmm. to feed them more often. Mm-hmm. If she, she smells their rat and then sees like a shadow move, like I move in the room. She nails she, it. She, I saw her biting her hide. Yeah. Like she never used to be like that. Yeah. It's like my, uh, my male gold. Um, I had to pop his jaws off the support structure in the middle of his cage. Cause he somehow bit it, got him his bottom jaw underneath and his top jaw here. And it was sandwiched <laughs> between the glass and he oh was my there. God. And I'm like, that's see, like, that's, I was calling hoppers, dude. That's like, what, uh, that kind of behavior is what freaks people out. About yeah, I can't imagine why people don't like these things more. It's <laughs> like as I see them flying across the cage, and it's like you're like, Holy crap, what is wrong with <laughs> all right, psychopath? I gotta pry you off your hide box again because you bit it. Like, yeah, it's like you're biting the hide box. Yeah, like, I'm not opening that cage. Yeah, wow, yeah, <laughs> they're not, they're not for the faint of heart so um but yeah so we'll just go with that so you eventually <laughs> did separate them into the cages and it was yeah her- as they got older and yeah. he got bigger i started putting them in his cage like most of the time okay but i still would um like because i knew that eventually i wanted to breed them i would during the cool down i would put them together mm-hmm. and when i say cool down i'm just talking about the natural cool down of my room not that i was lowering their their temps in their cage just okay. then when so during this the um traditional breeding season i would put them together and they they i have so many pictures of them just cuddled together laying cheek to cheek it's like <laughs> such a beautiful picture to see these two black snakes with these two like pairs of white lips side by side. Well, that's something that people have always toyed with is that these things really need to be compatible with each other to also breed. And it's like doing trial runs like that. Is that set? Like, are you making it easier for yourself to pair them when they've hit sexual maturity, when they hit adulthood, because they've been with each other so much that they, they almost know each other kind of a deal. Oh like, Yeah. Yeah. Pearl knows him. She's never, she's never, even when she was hormonal and like, give me that food, like mm-hmm. acting like the crazy um, cage, like hide box um, biter. Butter. Yeah. She's <laughs> never been like, I'm going to, she's never gone after him. Okay. Um, other than the times when there were two times <laughs> when he had the rat. 
Right. Okay. So uh, when food's involved, all bets are off. Got it. So yeah. <laughs> another weightlift thing. Yeah. Um, Don't feed them in the same enclosure. Never do especially that. Especially if they're sexually mature. Matter of fact, like don't do that with Timors. Don't do that with rings. Um, olives probably don't. <laughs> generally, know. just no, don't rings. do just it. Generally, I, don't do after it. The, I I made the mistake twice, and I'm like, okay, this can't be done anymore. I'm just not going to do it. That is a lesson that people will tell you, but you don't. Nobody ever learns it until they have the point where they're like, no, 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 like, and they're <laughs> pulling the pythons off each other. The, f- the funny thing is, is the last time it happened. Um, I just grabbed them both out of the cage and ran to my bathroom and <laughs> put them in the shower and turned it on. You did the Kelly and King thing. Let, he, he <laughs> let Pearl let go of him immediately. And I just, I grabbed her and left him in the shower with the water running and ran back to the, put her in her enclosure and then ran back to go get him. And he's sitting in the shower with the water pouring on him and he's just eating the rat. And the rat's just like, <laughs> down, uh, just the tail and i'm like oh he's eating all right fine. Like, <laughs> he doesn't care Fair enough. the hell happened <laughs> like it's <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> i was like oh that's pretty cool and actually after that i realized that they kind of like it in the shower like out yeah. of um when you put the gray tree pythons in the shower they flip out and try just to get out <laughs> the white lips will just lay there and be like if you put it on like room lukewarm they'll just lay there like oh this yeah. feels good yeah they 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 i've done that with mine because like if they have a stuck shed it's like all right do i want to well, soak and peel this psycho or do i just want to put it in the <laughs> shower for a couple minutes so yeah yeah, the Need male like ins- right now, he has a little patch of stuck shed on the back of his head. Um, mm. I decided I'll, I'll just see if I'll let that go. Um, he just the last two sheds, like he's usually a really excellent shedder, but he had a little piece of shed stuck on his lip. And I was like, oh, God, I have to peel a piece of shed off of his lip. This mm. is going to be fun. <laughs> I'll be bleeding. Fine. Yeah, he's, okay. He's one of the sweet ones. He's not like Pearl. Pearl's okay. one of the ones that'll bite you. Psycho. Uh, what were you saying, Eric? I was going to say, isn't it David Brahms that has like the perch that's installed inside his shower that he can like, take in and out <laughs> yeah. for his green trees? Or yeah, who, so. who was it that had the 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 shower? The, the rain cage or whatever where they would just... Yeah, that's like, what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think that was David Brahms. Okay. And he would like put his green trees in the shower. And they to would help them go to the bathroom, right? Is that what it? Yeah, I, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. guys have a theory of why that works? Do you think they're like it's raining now? It'll wash away the scent. Maybe that that I Could think be. probably yeah. my first one is the like it, I can do this now. Almost like the same reason why a lot of mammals have babies during storms because it's like nobody can hear it, smell it, or see it, and it's the best way to protect the kid. Um, I would almost say it's the same thing of like, it'll wash away and nobody will be able to track me down from Or maybe it's like that thing that when you're a kid, you would be like, if when you're having a sleepover, you're like, if you put their hand in water, like it'll make your friend pee the bed. There's (laughs) there's also that potential too. (laughs) Okay. So as far as what you got going on, um, what about your temps and stuff? What what were you keeping these guys oh, at? So I'll talk about the temps, but um, yeah. I think it's important to talk about the room. Do it. 
because yeah. um so this room is on the uh southwest corner it has it has two windows on both mm-hmm. sides and um sacramento the hottest part of the day is in the evening like we get really hot evenings and um two years ago i had to cut down my shade tree so this room gets really really hot and i think that's important because i remember ryan young talking about how his snake room gets really hot in the summer too mm-hmm. so during the summer this room I, I i go for like i'm shooting for like a an ambient temp of 83 84 during the day Mm-hmm. but sometimes it'll spike up like most of the time it gets above that and it gets into the mid 80s and then okay. some, there are like days when we have multiple hundred um, degree weather days mm-hmm. it spikes up I'll, I'll come in here and it'll be like 92 and i'll be like like it shows that at one point it was 92 okay and like i'll freak out and i'll turn on the fans and i'll have to like adjust my ac Mm -hmm. um so it's like a like i'm always like oh trying to balance it and it's kind of spiky but for the generally it's in the mid 80s in the summer or above like but okay. try not to let it get up to the nineties. And then during and then let and then as long as I can get it down to like seventy-eight at night, that's what the ambience during the summer. So it's pretty hot. Like this is a hot room in the summer. Okay. I tried putting my Aki in here and it was getting nineties every day. I didn't move the Aki out because the Aki's uh lamp Lamps was were- just making this room an oven. Yeah, yeah, they were throwing it I off was too like, much. Oh God, I can't do this. So <laughs> yeah. I moved the Aki out. Um, and then during the winter time, I'm like trying to keep the temps up. So yeah. I feel like during the winter, like during the summer, I was like, oh, I keep my snake. I'm turning on the heat. Like everyone's lowering heat, and I'm like turning on the heat. cranking it up, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it gets um like down to about the low 70s during the winter and back up into the mid 80s so it's that's kind of what it is but um i keep their heat like right now during the winter their heat um element i i have it set to um ramp up to 87 during the day Mm -hmm. so it gets up to 87 and then at night back down to 78 so they okay. get a big uh, shift every day. And um, I'll come home and temp gun Pearl, and she's on the cool side of the cage, and she'll be like 83, 82 with the temp gun. Okay. And um, and then um, in the morning, she'll be like 78, like kind of what the room is. Okay. So she's getting, she's feeling the fluctuation. She needs that fluctuation. Okay. And during yeah. the summer, she's really hot. Like she gets hot like the room and then back down. Like they do what their room does. Okay. But I'm shooting for what I'm trying for is high 80s down to the high 70s. Like okay. that's what my goal is. Like high 80s, it means 86, 87. Okay. But she still when, has enough cool down where she doesn't have to get that hot. So, like I said, she was 82 by the time I got home at 6, 6.30. Okay. 
So she's get, able to grade it herself. Yeah, and she does when what when she's hormonal, she'll mm. ba- she'll go to the hot side. Okay. But right she, now, I haven't been feeding them, so she's been staying in her cool hide. Is she utilizing the? Did it? Well, do either of them utilize the uh, uh, humidity hides when it is? Oh hot? yeah, her cool hide is her humidity hide. Okay. The hot okay. hide is her. Um, I don't put sphagna on her hot hide. Is it just right. like paper it's or just, just a bin? Paper with a, it's a box on the paper. Cool. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Very cool. I hope I'm answering these questions. No, you're doing so good. You can you're, understand yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm trying yeah. to say. No, I got you. It's good. It's not like I, I'm trying to get as much in my brain of what I can do downstairs. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tried something different. Mm-hmm. When I tried to breed them. Okay. But I decided that what I was, so that's what I've been doing the whole four years that I've had them. Those are the temps that mm. I had in the room. That's what my room does. And that's what all my snakes feel like those like mid to high eighties down to the high seventies. Okay. That's my- I like how you, I like how you said you've been following that for four years because I think with uh, with like I I guess with talking to all these people that have bred these harder to breed species, it seems that consistency is a big part of getting them to feel, you know, no stress and to feel comfortable in their cages and, you know, comfortable enough to eat and then comfortable enough to ultimately breed. Yeah. That's what Ryan said. And I think he's absolutely right. And right. you do this for all the snakes, like even the baby, like are the baby white lips susceptible? Yeah, to these I have the baby. So, um, I, I read uh, Doctor Ross's book, which I feel like he wrote it just for white lips. It's like his <laughs> white lip breeding guide. Kicking my head. And read him in a like, box. God these damn it! Babies <laughs> are really sensitive. They're gonna get our eyes, and you have to keep them hot. Jesus. <laughs> Like he, he said he kept the babies in an incubator and kept them at 85 degrees straight. But right. I have the babies. I, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing is I'm letting them spike up to 87 during the day. That's what. So the babies are in uh, in a rack. I bought okay. one of those little uh, baby racks. Okay. And um, so their heat gets up to 88. And at, at night it gets... I, I don't let it get to the low 70s. It gets to 82. But I think in the rack, it doesn't really get to 82 because it's on the heat. Like when I temp gun the rack, it's never like the, it's never as hot as when I set it on the, the mm-hmm. herp stat. It's always a little right. cooler. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause just cause all the stuff it's got to go through, um, it can be off by a degree or two. So I'm keeping the babies a little warmer than the parents, but. Um, pretty much the same. Okay. Okay. So cool. when you are, when you said you did something a little bit different with the breeding, what'd you do? Okay. So this, uh, during COVID, the first summer of COVID, <laughs> I was, um, just home feeding my snakes, like kind of more <laughs> than normal. <laughs> yep. And, um, I, I was noticing this is like a shout out to you, Eric. I was, I kept, 
that summer I was noticing something about Pearl. I kept freaking out because I was like, something's wrong with her face. And I kept uh-huh. thinking, oh, is she getting like a RI or is she sick? And I kept thinking there was something wrong with her face. And she was just, I would get her out and look and she was just fine. Mm-hmm. And I realized she, her head, like it, it grew, like the sides of it kind of mm-hmm. flared out more, you know, where their heat pits are. It Mm -hmm, kind of flared out more. So it was making it when you would look at her from the side, it would make her eye look kind of slanted more than it was before. Just because of the, I don't know if you know, like white lips have these really big um, heat pits on the side and Mm -hmm. um, they just, they got bigger. And um, okay. So I didn't put it like, I didn't put two and two together until later, but um I just knew that I kept looking at her and being like, something's off with her, but she was fine. Mm -hmm. And um, then I would say it was late Mm -hmm. August, early September. I was noticing that she was getting really thick. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I'm feeding her more, but not that much more. (laughs) Like she looks huge Mm -hmm. all of a sudden. And I even like, I, I'm tempted to send you this really embarrassing video of me. Like I'm looking so frumpy because I haven't had a haircut in like eight months. And um, <laughs> I'm holding this pipe on the COVID haircut. And I made this video saying like holding it up in front of my camera phone to my friend. I was like, look at Pearl. Look at how big she is. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh my God, what if I get eggs? I was like, I was freaking out. And um because she just looked like you could just tell, like, oh my God, she's swelling up in the right places. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna like drop the tents for the first time ever. So I went ahead and I um I had been I had been like looking at weather spark, trying to figure out what the tents are like in New Guinea, like during the um cool down season mm-hmm. and um so i decided if i would drop her down to the low 70s the high high 60s the low 70s at night and then i only raised raised the tent back up to 84 during the day so that's mm-hmm. what i did to her and i started that right around like i started kind of early like in october Okay. And, um, I was just feeding her and I was, that was when I was like, uh, having problems with the, um, the pearl eating, um, trying to eat jets. Okay. That. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, by early November, she yeah. went off food. Okay. She stopped eating. And that's not like her. Mm-hmm. And then she she just like she did this thing where she went into shed and she just stayed in shed for the whole month she just was in this really long shed and i kept sending pictures of her because she was like she looked so like 
bright. I don't know how else. Okay. She just looked bright. And I kept saying, Riley, what do you think about this picture? And he's all like, yeah, she looks like she's building. And I'm like, yeah, well, what do you think? <laughs> so she just stayed in shed for so long. And I started to get worried about her. I was like, this isn't right. She's in shed for so long. And um, I freaked out and I was like, F this. And I turned the temps back up to normal. Because <laughs> I thought okay. she was getting sick. She seemed like right. she was getting sick. Like she just was just lethargic, not eating. And I was like, this isn't working. And I don't want a dead snake. Right. And um, she finally shed out um, early December. And I was like, oh, she looks normal. <laughs> <laughs> Miracles would have shed. And I'm like, can do. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's cool. Back to the drawing board. I still felt like it was a success that she was like, I saw that she was like, I was like, okay, I know she's mature now. She's doing stuff. I know stuff's happening. So mm -hmm. I thought, well, what did I do wrong? And I, I was like, um, Listening to Ryan, your, your guys' interview with Ryan Young every day. Mm. <laughs> 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 and, um, <laughs> right. and I was like, and um, I also, I, I was like ferociously reading like all different types of species. I was trying to like um, focus on species that are equatorial. So I was reading um, the complete boa constrictor and trying to see like, how yeah. does, um, what's his name? I, I, I'm, I'm Ben Russo. Ben Russo? Ben Russo. Yeah, Ben Russo. Yep. Like, what does he do? And he's like really into food cycling. And Ryan Young said that, oh yeah, he does food cycling too. And so I, I was really like looking into food cycling. And I'm like, I need to food cycle better. So, like, I had fed, I had been feeding Pearl because she went off food for. <sighs> probably like a month and a half and um mm -hmm. so i fed her a little but then i decided okay i'm gonna start doing a feeding cycle with her i'm gonna keep the room the way it is mm -hmm. i'm not gonna drop that much like if i do drop the i was still planning on dropping the temperatures the next season but i, mm -hmm. I decided i'm just gonna drop the temperatures not as low and then do heavy food cycling and i decided what my what I was going to do is just feed in the fall and the spring and the winter and the summer, they're not going to get food. Okay. And, um, so when the spring came around, I just started feeding her like almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, small. Meals? I was like, here's, and I was also, I, I, um, I, I'm obsessed with Marco Shea mm. and his website. He's like such a generous person. I'm in love with him. I'm like, this guy is so amazing. He puts all of his stuff out there for free. Yeah. Like, he put his book. You can get a PDF of his uh, book, um, The Snakes of Papua New Guinea, um, for free online. Because it's like $500 if you try to buy the book. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, so hell, I'm like, going to go get that. For free, guys. That's but, awesome. Um, and so I'm trying to look at these pictures that he has of these wild white lips. And I'm like, okay, I want to see how thick these white lips look. And maybe that's how thick I want Pearl to get. Like, mm. this sounds really rudimentary, but that's exactly what I was but thinking. But it's I was like, good I'm to compare. What snakes look like, and that's what I want Pearl to look like. So I was just feeding her like a, a mouse 
like I'll give her a mouse today and then maybe the next day, no mice. And then the next day I'll give her like a mouse and a small rat. I was just like throwing food at her, like all the mm-hmm. food. She would eat it all too. She was eating and eating and eating. Yeah. And oh, that's another thing is like I was um because you've had different guests on that have talked about um food, um Python's response to food, about mm-hmm. how they actually when they eat, they have hormonal um changes. Yeah. And so I'm like, I need these hormonal changes, like hormones. I want these hormones to flow. <laughs> so I'm like, here, stay in this like food cycle. So I was just feeding her, feeding her, feeding her. I was feeding um Jet just normal. He he was actually kind of like getting picky about his food. Like suddenly he would be like, eh, I don't want that. Like hmm. he would act like he was going to eat it. And then he was like, eh, not fresh. And then so I'd have to go buy him a fresh rat from the, from Riley. And then he'd eat that. But so he, I think I didn't realize it at the time, but he had other things on his mind. Right. Yeah. He was, <laughs> yeah. I, I was just like, this is the food I'm like, that spring, I was totally in food cycle mode. I wasn't in like, I'm going to, this isn't the breeding time. I'm going to, mm-hmm. they're going to go. I had the idea that I was going to feed her up and I was going to get her nice and fat. Like I say fat, that sounds bad, but I was going to get her where she had enough meat on her bones to last her through the summer. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to feed her again in the fall. And hopefully when the room temperatures got lower and I, I was going to slightly lower her um, tense. Mm-hmm. Then something would happen because I was thinking maybe she didn't have enough food in her, and that's why she didn't go. Now I actually think she didn't like those tents. They freaked her out because she had never experienced those in her life. All yeah. of a sudden, she's right. cold all the time, yeah. and she doesn't know what's happening, and it freaked her body out. That's kind right. of my theory on what happened to her because like so i was mode. feeding her and feeding her feeding her and then so may came around. it's late may like it's may 24th mm-hmm. i had been feeding her since um like middle of march like all the time and but i wasn't feeding her big meals i was just feeding her like small sometimes a little bigger but mostly small meals all spring Mm-hmm. And um, okay. I le- I looked at her and I'm like, okay, it's almost summer. It's getting hot. Like during May, we have like volatile weather where one day it'll be in the 70s and two days later it's 95. <laughs> and that's what was happening. Cool. That's what, <laughs> that's what was happening. I, it was like crazy. I'd come home because I had winter, the um, heat elements hooked up for winter tents. And then I would, it would suddenly spike up to 90 and I would come in here and my room would just be on fire. I was like, Holy mm-hmm. crap. So, um, I looked at Pearl and I was like, okay, she's looking good. I'm just going to feed her one more meal. And so I got her this big, like I've never fed them a large rat, either of them. Like <laughs> medium would be a big meal for them. I, I, I like to feed them small rats. Okay. And they don't get fat and ugly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like fat, ugly keep them with. slim. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so um, I I was like, I'm gonna feed her a big rat this time, and um, I I also like took that rat and I um I put the vitamin calcium uh, D3 powder okay. all over it, and I put some of the um what is it called the um the 
Herptivite uh, yeah. vitamin with beta carotene. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I powdered it up and she ate that big rat and she had this huge lump in her. Like it lasted for days. I was hmm. a little freaked out. I was like, I hope she's not getting an ulcer. <laughs> right. So <laughs> right, like, right. So, um, probably it was the third day and I came home from work and I ran to the sneak room cause it was like that day mm-hmm. it had spiked up and I run in there and I'm like, Oh crap, it's 92. It had gotten 92 and it was still like 88 at like six o'clock at night. And so I'm turning on the fans and I noticed my mail was in his water bowl. It was so hot. He was like soaking himself. Yeah. And, um, so whenever I see, he'll soak himself. When he goes into a shed, he'll soak himself. And uh, like a few days before, and um, so I I grabbed him and um, I put him in her enclosure. And um, this was three days after I fed her that giant rat, and she still looked like she had a lit. She didn't look like it wasn't like a football. It's just like right. oh, you could tell she had eaten. And. Um, so it was going down finally, but um, I put him in there and when he soaks, he usually pees in his water. And um, I noticed he had gone pee in the other part of the cage too. And so I mm-hmm. thought, oh, I'll just clean out the whole enclosure. And so I took him and put, I always put him in each other's cages when I'm cleaning the other one's cage. And um, so I scrubbed his cage out and um, got it all ready. And then I went and I ate dinner after it i forgot about him i left him in the enclosure Uh and so (laughs) i'm like getting ready for bed and i'm like oh i forgot to put him back in his enclosure and i go to grab him (laughs) and he's on top of her spurring her and i had never i had never hands up back away slowly (laughs) seen any type of breeding activity i've seen tons of cuddling he loves to lay on top of her in her hide but she had been out because she was, I, she, I, maybe because her meal was so big, she, those three days she had been out like above on the cool side, but on her hide above it. So out. Mm-hmm. And um, I just saw and I was like, <gasps> and I just tiptoed backwards. Yeah, hands up, back away slowly. <laughs> I didn't, closing the door. And I Excuse ran to my me. Room and grabbed my phone and started texting my friend, being like, "You won't believe what I just saw. I just saw he was spurring her." And you know, when they waggled it, he had he had already lined his tail up. Like their tails were next, like well, the in the fact right that she wasn't beelining was across like, the cage is hey, good. Hey, girl, come on. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Come on, lift it up, lift it up." Well, it, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> You're already halfway there because he she's not trying to get away from him. So the fact that she was laying there letting him spur, yeah, is I already... didn't even stay to watch because yeah, well, I didn't right, yeah, want I would to be too nervous. I'd run away I'm too. Like, Pearl's gonna be like, "There's a predator watching us. I'm not gonna do this right now, you, you dog. You just want to do it in public." <laughs> I just like backed out of there, turned off the light, shut the door very softly. I, 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 I have room and I was texting my friend and he's all and I'm all dude I want to go back in there and see but I don't want to disturb him and he's like don't go back there yeah don't go you'll and be so I, pissed. I managed to stay out of there for like a, less than an hour okay <laughs> all right and I went in there and they were locked up and I was like oh my god they're locked up <laughs> <laughs> nice. and I snapped a picture 
And then I tried to go to sleep. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. But... <laughs> I was like, I wonder if they're still locked up. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Uh, I mean, I, I I've done that where I went to go clean and then I dump the bread lie out and they're locked like they're actually locked up and i'm like so sorry excuse me close like yeah. it's, they, you can, they, <laughs> it's there like are when some... you've been wanting to see that for so long and you finally right. see it and so i was like okay and then i was like but this is all wrong it's it's <laughs> Nothing may makes sense. and it's fucking 95 <laughs> degrees outside my room keeps spiking up I'm like, something's going to go wrong and she's going to get egg. It's going to be too hot and she's going to get egg bound. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to, I already fed her so much. I can't just like turn off the food. Mm. So I messaged uh, Ryan Young. I talked to Riley. I talked to um, Riley's boss, Grant, and um, asked everyone their advice. And they're like, keep them together. Keep yeah. them together. Don't stop. <laughs> yes. You know, you're like, almost there. Go, 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 go. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I kept them together, but I never saw Oh, that morning when I woke up, they were still locked up. But when I got home from work that night, they weren't locked up anymore. But they had peed all over the enclosure. Like, <laughs> the enclosure was just soaked. And um, everyone was telling me, oh, leave that in there. Don't clean it out. They want that. It's yeah. their special hormones. And I'm all, but you don't understand. It's paper and they're sitting. So what I did was I just cleaned the paper out. I didn't wash it. I just, like, took the paper out and put uh, uh, one like a fresh pe piece of paper, and I'm like, I hope this is good enough. Otherwise, yeah. I, I hope I didn't mess <laughs> it up. But I couldn't stand watching him like sit and pee. Yeah, that, that and, I would uh, probably do the same thing there. <laughs> I never saw another lock, but she went off food after that. She didn't. She never ate it. I think she was like, I'm ready, boy. Get in here, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna make little babies. <laughs> how how long were they together? before you separated them i had i kept them i was keeping them together as so what happened was mm. she went off food i was still keeping them together he would cuddle her but then i noticed he started because he'll push in his enclosure too to try mm -hmm. to get out but he started pushing and he, I've never seen him push in her enclosure. Okay. And he started pushing to get out of her enclosure and it got so bad that because she's in an animal's plastics enclosure. I don't know if you guys have any of those. I but did it one there's point, like a yeah. lip in between yeah. the door and the I hate uh, it. enclosure. Yeah. And yeah. he was jamming his face down in that and he got like this mark on it and it's still there. It's like it's scarred now. Yeah. I'm like, he's ruining his beautiful face. <laughs> he's just he's ruined. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking they locked up and she's all, okay, I'm done. And he, she Door. was putting out, get away from me. <laughs> I, I have actually, um, I've had animals that go that way too, where it's like they've bred and now the male is like up against the wall, up against the glass, get me the hell out of here. But then I've also had it where they're together and I'm not quite sure about it. So then I pull the male to feed them. And I go back in and she's inverted and I'm like, okay, well, never mind. Like they were together the entire time. Like, yeah, that's how it was. Other. That's how it was when I, uh, my carpet pythons had eggs. Um, yeah. The male literally like she would go in the hide and he would stay on top of the hide, like above 
above her and mm-hmm. t- and I didn't even realize I had never seen them lock up and yeah. um I I was like oh she's laying that way that they lay when they have eggs and that's when I realized what was going on it wasn't like I, I I'm had, such a newbie. I feel like such a jerk. But that never like, goes away oh, because I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> but but that, look, I have white lip eggs. White lip eggs, but... yeah. That, but that never goes away because I've had more eggs from pears that I saw nothing from than I oh, have yeah. from ones that I've had. I've had pears yeah. that lock up like crazy, and then when egg time comes, nothing freaking happens. So, yeah. and I never saw the rough scales lock up when they laid. Like that well, was just the. I'm like, she's not eating and she's dying and I'm going to take her and put her in a bin. And then I open the bin and she's there with eggs. I'm like, I'm an asshole. <laughs> like it's. Oh, yeah. and in all the times you were breeding white lips, have you seen them lock up multiple times or are they one of these species where they lock I up once and that's it? only seen ever in my many one years lock. of attempting one lock from Gold's. And that was, I guess it. it's all it needs. Right. But damn right. You know, it's yeah. So, okay. uh, but yeah. I've only ever seen one lock and I have only seen I've never, uh, I did see spurring once, but that was again a different gold pair. But yeah, I've never seen locks from blackface. I've never seen locks from anything. But I, my my blackface when I was breeding them when I actually had adults way back when that they were also larger animals that probably already they came to me larger and that was a mistake. And also they were not compatible because at one point I woke up to them trying to kill each other. So there was a lot of that stuff going on. So um, the trio that I have now or reverse trio that I have now, I definitely feel more confident in because they're, they're adultish animals, but they're not hugely thick. They're eating like medium rats right now, which is as far as I would want to push them. I'm going to move them into these nice six foot cages that I'm going to have open up pretty soon. And uh, we're probably going to start just having one boy stay with a girl for a while. And then I'll swap out for another boy and let them compete with each other without actually being near each other. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Huh. Okay, That's the plan. That's a new plan. <laughs> so after that, I, I took him out and mm-hmm. I, I put him back in periodically because I was like, I still can't believe that it actually happened. Like, I was all, oh, <laughs> nothing's gonna happen. One lock, yeah. And, um, so, during, and I kept freaking out because you know the room gets so hot. And um, but she went off food, and she was just swollen. Like, you could you could see the eggs. Like, you could see them. And yep. she was um, basking a little. She would go on the warm side, and. Um, I kept being like, what do you think, Riley? What do you think about this? And I sent pictures. <laughs> you know, you can't tell in a picture. No, well, I, right. I can't tell. in Like, Eric has had to come over to my house. And I'm like, I'm not sure about this one. He goes, are you fucking insane? Like, it, it <laughs> I can't put my arm, my hands around her. She's that thick, dude. Like, come on. Like, yeah. and I, and the same things happened where I've gone to his place. And he's like, what do you think? I'm like, yes. Because we yeah. can't tell with our own snakes. We need somebody else to look at it. Yeah, so, poor Pearl. Yeah. I was like taking pictures of her every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and I kept being like, do you think this is an ovulation? Does that look like an ovulation? Because she just looks so huge. I was like, is this an ovulation? And um, Ryan Young was like, um, 
could be. And <laughs> Riley was all, oh, looks like she's building. And I'm like, okay. So um, she finally um, shed. And because I don't, I don't know exactly. I, I, I can't say when the ovulation happened because okay. I don't know a hundred percent. Like Ryan Young said that it's really obvious, but I must've missed it. Cause I just felt like she looked huge the whole time. Um, she may have maybe the fact, maybe the, the big meal kind big of meal like, uh, disguised it a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. When, yeah. when don't she know. was done laying, she looked like an empty plastic bag. I Thank you. Got, yeah. I started crying because I thought she was dead. I was like, <laughs> she's going to die. The tube of toothpaste. After yeah, you, 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 you can't believe how much those So horrible are. when they come off the eggs. It's oh, just like, man, oh, my they put God. so much into a clutch of eggs. Yeah. You know, it's 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 crazy start throwing rats at it and you're like here god just recover <laughs> like it's yeah i i was even like what should i feed her like a really small meal or should i feed her a big meal i think i, I usually do small small, I, I small yeah. build it up because and then graduate it up well yeah those then things were... after she ate that like and i wasn't feeding her every day obviously mm-hmm. right um but they've also bounced back. Like you feed them a small rat, and then by the next week you go to feed them another small rat, and they do look better, like significantly better after like two meals. And then you can start ramping up the size a little bit, and then before you know it, they're they're back to their normal self within like two yeah. months. Normal. Yeah, she, yeah. It's once she started eating, mm-hmm. um, she recovered really quickly. Um, I would say Did she have five, scale separation during when she was like building spread out. Oh yeah. The yeah. whole time though. That's the thing is I felt like it was like that the whole time. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. It, you don't see how obvious the scale separation was until you look at pictures of them. Like after they've shrunken back down, you're like, Oh, you're not supposed to see that part of that scale. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah the um, the, And when it looks like a, you can see the lines, yeah. 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 Like it, like uh, these uh, horizontal lines going down where the, and like the, the um, ventral scales kind of like pop out. Yes. I love that. Right. Yeah, that. That's my, that's my obvious thing. That's my, I know I'm cooking with gas is when their ventral scales will look like blocks. You got to think of something to call that. I don't know, but it's, I know. We'll it, call it the Burke you know method, the Burke it. scale. Yeah. <laughs> like well, that's usually drop. how I tell. Like, I look at that and I'm like, when oh. Woman, when the baby drop, when the baby drops, when a, when the, when a woman's You're, about uh, to There are, there are two guys here that do not know that answer. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, that is, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> just not gonna happen not on this the podcast yeah, not. well i don't know what it's called either there we go so, not helpful <laughs> so, there's somebody somewhere who's screaming at their podcast app right now and we apologize so um but so let's see after so she did shed how long until the eggs showed up normal it was like what they what ryan said it is it it was like 60 to 61 days um Mm -hmm. she did all the stuff that ryan said like she went on the only thing because i'm that i'm not sure of is from ovulation to shed because i wasn't sure when the ovulation was because i counted only from what i thought i was like okay this has to be the ovulation and that was only 49 days and Ryan said, you must have missed the real ovulation because that's really fast. Yeah. 
And then her laying the eggs, I think it was 60, it was a little over 60 days. Okay. And, um, and then they hatched out the same, same thing. They hatched out, um, like 60, well, I think it was like on day 61 when the first one pipped Mm -hmm. and that one came out for or the first one pipped, and after they pipped, I put a slit in every single egg. Yep. Just uh-huh. the one pipped, and yeah. I slit all the others. Yeah. But by the time they were hatching out, none of them went out. They none of them just went out the slit. They all like it looked like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, like, they, they did the carving it, like, cutting it up. <laughs> yeah, the olives do the same thing. Where I'm like, I made a nice little slit, and then right next to it, it's just like rakes of. I'm like, oh, like all right, never mind. Yeah. Like I don't yeah, know why I even I, tried. <laughs> I did the slits on the advice of both Riley and Ryan, saying wait yeah. for a pip and then then do a slit. Like, I would don't right. do it before that. I would not be want to be that person that's just like I didn't slit them and then like and then the white looked around in the end. I, I wouldn't want to be the person. I would not want to be that person. Like no, no. Oh my god, no. But how were the what were the eggs big or small or? Oh, they were huge. So like <laughs> I remember because I had gotten a ball python clutch before too. Like mm-hmm. carded uh-huh. python eggs are tiny. They look like golf balls compared to like yeah. a potato. Like yep. the white lips python's eggs, it's like not a giant potato, but like a small big potato. Like they look big. And um, I had a. Um, ball python lay a clutch of eggs like a couple weeks after that and Mm -hmm. i was well i remember thinking oh ball python (laughs) eggs are big compared to carpet eggs and then i'm like oh they're not that big compared to white lip eggs (laughs) huge you got to keep going up in the scale yeah Yeah. when she laid them they weren't in uh she didn't like because she laid them under her little her little warm hide which is one of those uh, reptile basics hides. So I don't okay. think she had room to do like a nice beehive. So they were laid out kind of in a long way, which mm-hmm. was good for putting them in the egg box because <laughs> I didn't have to peel any off. <laughs> so I could just lay them in there perfectly. And I, I don't know why I didn't do it, but I had a, I had one that was like kind of separated out to the side. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is a bad egg because it was outside of the clutch. Mm-hmm. but it hatched fine um and she that morning when i woke up and saw the eggs i was like i had to slap myself because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm dreaming <laughs> am i seeing what i think i'm, I'm seeing all, i see something white what is yep. that white stuff <laughs> dude there's that's such so, a that's um, such a cool feeling you know I, you walk yeah. into your I snake room and you're it, like man. But You're she like, was so exhausted. Like... She didn't even put up a fight at all. <laughs> I just grabbed her and put her in the bathtub and gave her a wash. And Did... I, uh, I, it was before work, so I kind of washed out her enclosure. But mm. I, I realized later that it wasn't enough because she was flipping out. She wanted her eggs back. She was like she... flipped her water bowl, flipped up both of her hides. She took the paper and rolled it into rolled a it ball. Yeah. And I felt really bad. I was like, I felt guilty. Yeah, I, I had a jag do that where she she balled up all the paper and she had them in the beehive and she was like twitching on it. And I'm like, mm, okay, oh, that's, yeah, let's oh, I'm gonna take this that that's like sad. yeah, and yeah. and um a couple. I also had one where after the eggs hatched, I put the eggs 
on top of their mother's cage just because I was moving around and stuff. And she started bawling up the paper. And I'm like, okay, all right. Even after like a month or two, like what's wrong with you? But all right. But um, so it's, I've also, I'd be interested to see if she'd actually would have like actually coiled them up too. Cause that would have been. Yeah. um, I've never done maternal incubation, but someday. You don't have to do it with white lips. That is not (laughs) something you need to do with a white (laughs) lip. Like that is. That is. I a... didn't. After when I saw her and she was so weak, I was like, "Oh, like even if she had made a perfect coil, I would have been like, oh, hell no, she's yeah, about that, to yeah. cry.'" I told, like, I'm not being <laughs> hyperbolic. I literally started crying because she was so weak and she just looked like a pla- wet, wet, pla- like you picked a wet plastic bag out of a puddle. It just like sucked in on herself. Yeah. And, I put her yeah. in the shower and um, she drank some water and then she was like, where's my eggs? <laughs> <laughs> I put them right the hell here. Where'd they go? Yeah. Um, oh, well, don't worry about those. You just need to eat. <laughs> yeah. Here's a food. Here's a rat. Yeah. I've, I've also had some mothers that are extremely protective of their eggs. I've had other ones that almost seem like they're like, here, take these, get these the hell out of here and give me my rat and stuff like that. So <laughs> like they, that must be one that's like uh, many generations. They already know what's going on. I mean, yeah. They know the drill. You get, you take these, I get food. Bring me a rat. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> go food monkey but yeah it's like that so (laughs) yeah um, so i had to wash her cage out several times mm. like i soaked it and um scrubbed it yeah and she's still like all that that um summer she just kind of seemed like she wanted her eggs not like for about a month till she finally just went back to her old self but she ever since she laid her eggs like she's kind of one of those jumpy white lips and she's bitten me a couple of times, but she's never bitten me like really bad where she tried to like cut me just more like when they give you a little pop, like back right. off, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't grab me and pull or do anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. But then after she laid the eggs, she's kind of crazier now. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm all, Oh, all that. Uh, you know, work that I put in to tame you is gone. <laughs> <laughs> switch, switch flipped, and now it's forever that way. Okay, cool. All right. So, um, what was the uh, what was the temperature that you incubated the eggs at? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll tell you about how I incubated them. Yeah, let me kind know of a funny gross. story. Okay. <laughs> I'm just totally a hobbyist, so I've never been like I'm going to go out and buy an incubator. So I just uh, incubate all my eggs in a little uh, cheap uh, igloo cooler that I got at Walmart with a fish tank heater. Okay. Okay. And I just, so uh, Riley told me to keep the eggs at 86.5, I want to say, or maybe he said 87, but Ryan Young said 89. Mm-hmm. And so, um, 89, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I, my, I, I, my dumb self, I was like, Oh, Riley says 87. 
Ryan says 89, and in the carpet python <laughs> book, they showed that the eggs go through these temperature swings. So I decided I'm going to put them on a temperature swing where in the, at night I'll drop them down to 87, and during the day I'll drop them back up to 80 or take them up to 89. So that way I'm fulfilling both. Both I would have never Ryan, thought to do temp swings on eggs. I mean, Jesus. Okay, this is what Ryan's all, don't do that. You're going to cause way too much condensation. Like, And he was freaking out when I told him about my how I was incubating. And he's like, oh, man, if I had known that's what you're going to do, I would have hooked you up with a good incubator. Like, he, he said, <laughs> like, he's a really good guy. He was like, oh, gosh, yeah. I hope this works out for you. Good luck. Oh. <laughs> He was like kind of writing them off, I think. <laughs> Those are done. So after he told me that, I was like, okay, I'll keep them at 88. I decided to keep them at 88. And because my room was getting so hot anyways, like, mm -hmm. um, so um, keeping them at 88 felt fine. And, um, but I, I was having to with that setup, so I put them in a um, Sims box. Right. You know okay. what? Okay. With yeah. a yeah. little grate, and I put um, like perlite in the bottom, and I had put water in the perlite at first, and um, it was I was getting every day. I had to wipe it. I had mm -hmm. to open it and wipe it, and um, I had put. I was really afraid of water dripping on it because. I had gotten a lot of advice to don't let those eggs get wet. Do mm -hmm. not let them get wet. So I was just putting a little piece, like a paper towel over the top of them, like loosely. Mm -hmm. So that way, if any water dripped on them, it would just get the paper towel wet, but not the egg. And, okay. um, and, but the humidity was so high because of the way I had it set up. I just took the egg box and I just set it right on the water. It's just floating on the water. That's how I had it set up. Okay. And I had a little um, thermometer inside the cage, mm -hmm. but the the uh, herbstat was set up in, I had a herbstat plus the uh, fish tank heater was set to uh, ADA. And okay. the the thermometer in the egg box was like saying it was pretty much staying like between 87 and 88 like it was staying pretty stable like there was a little bit of fluctuation but not a lot and um the main thing about I would say if anybody incubates their eggs that way you're going to have to open it every day and wipe off the lid of the egg box Gotcha. That's what I did at like almost every day, <laughs> like not every day, but almost. You know, a trick that I used with that was um, you put the little dowel rod and it kind of mm -hmm. pushes it up and it will make that All the water runs roll towards down. the front. Yeah. Yeah. Away from the eggs. Yeah. The humidity was so high that I would have to change the paper towel too because the paper towel oh my God. Like it was out in the. Oh, dew, I gotcha. Like, yeah. I gotcha. And the eggs like got kind of wrinkly, even though it's so humid, it started dimpling kind of. Well, I thought I was all, oh my God, the eggs are drying out. Look at this, Riley. These eggs are dead. I would be like, like one of them got kind of a window on the side. 
And I okay. thought, that's a mold spot. That one's dead. I kept saying, like, <laughs> I was just sure that something about, I was like, these babies are going to come out super kinked because they, yeah, uh, like, yeah. the mother, like, was uh, gestating them all through the summer heat. Like, <laughs> everything's going to, and that's, no one ever prepares you for that. They're going to, like, sink in on themselves. So I remember my first carpet clutch when they started going in and I'm like, oh, God, the babies are dead inside and the eggs are just <laughs> collapsing in. And then later it was like, yeah, oh, no, Riley fine. was my cheerleader. He was like talking me off the ledge every time. He's all those eggs look perfect. <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> Keep like, going. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Unless it's <laughs> green, slimy and smells. It doesn't come out of the incubator. It's fine. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so. Jeez. So. Baby's hatch. How did you? I mean, what was that like? And then also, how was? How did you set them up? Uh, uh, I did a whole thing. Like I, um, I went to the park and I gathered up um, the the guard. The gardeners were trimming the magnolia trees, mm. and I gathered like this was like mo- like a month before. I had <laughs> gathered up all these magnolia Prepping. leaves yeah. and I, I washed them off in the sink with like soap and water. And then I set them out in the hot, like in this really hot section of my patio that gets a lot of sunlight and I dried them. And I, cause my, what I was thinking was, okay, white lip pythons are super anxious. Mm-hmm. And when I just like tried to put myself in the snake's head, like, when the babies hatch out, they're thinking about one thing first, the safety. They need to find a safe place to hide. So mm-hmm, I wanted right. to, so I put like some moss on the warm side and then all throughout their tubs, I had put those magnolia leaves and, and they also had a hide box and then the water on the other side. So they just had magnolia leaves to hide under. And um, <laughs> these babies come out and one came out early. So I was... I mentioned that that one one came out like a day before all the others, and that one when it came out, it had like the umbil- umbil- umbilical cord attached. Right. It was, like, yeah. A little piece of like gristle, like it looked like gristle, but I guess it was just the last of the yolk. Yeah. Um. It didn't. It looked like gristle. It was gross. Mm-hmm. And I so I put that one. I I set up. So I I I got water and mm-hmm. I put them in the water and um they started drinking the water right away. Okay. It was really really cute. And um, (laughs) for the most part, there was only one of the babies when they first came out that bit me. All the rest of them were like, (laughs) like, just like Ryan said that when they come out, they're like, not like white lips. They're just like sweet little angels. (laughs) um, So I put them in the tubs with the, um, with the magnolia leaves. And I realized that, they don't really give a shit about hiding. They just want to come out and kill you. Right. Okay. <laughs> they don't care. They. Oh, and I really want you to get baby white lips. So no, I, just, I, I mean, I think I, so I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, please, Owen. <laughs> I just want, I just want a bin they, full of nasty little babies, things. <laughs> like I've never seen another snake. Like when you open the tub, if they're hiding in their little uh, hide box they come out of the hide box like they come the hell out and they're like let's go where are you <laughs> Look right now you. <laughs> like 
<laughs> That's awesome. I was all worried about them being shy. And <laughs> I, 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 Riley sent us pictures from when he came over to help sex them or whatever of the one that is just like flying from one of his hands to the other hand, just, just lighting him up. And I'm like, yes, That's, I named that, that one. one. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we were like, at first we were like, oh, this is Owen's snake. Owen's going to love this one. But don't worry, <laughs> Owen, they're all pretty much like that. Good, good. <laughs> but, I don't know. Riley has like a, um, like he's got, he's a snake whisperer because those babies weren't really biting him. They bite the hell out of me. Like, I'm like, I don't know why they're not biting him. It's, it's, I, I've not, it's been a while since I've had like the baby python hands where my hands are just covered in baby python bite marks. I have to admit I don't, it. I put on, I put on a glove. Like, I'm sick of these babies biting I don't know if I'm getting like, faster I put, or I'm just. i little tiny snake hook and a glove. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my baby python hands. Like, yeah, what happened I'm not to like you? you oh. guys. I'm not like Riley and I'm not like you. I'm like, I'm sick of these hands having like, sticker marks. Like I was holding a rose bush. <laughs> right. People are like, what's wrong with your hands? No, no, no. This is normal. Is it? No, but. <laughs> Every yeah. now and then I'm like, come on. it's n- You just have to get over it. And I stick my hand in there. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So um, I posted. I don't know if you saw in um, the NPR chat. Um, Owen, that I posted their first videos of their first feeding. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. All of them like wrap those babies like little psychos. And um, there was only one. She didn't, she wrapped it. But the next day when I checked, it was just laying there. Yeah. And I think she, what happens is if I feed, I have to feed her last. I, okay. So, because she's done it twice, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking when I move around and she's wrapping, she lets go of it, and she's the only one. All the rest of them have eaten their. And I was feeding them um, uh, fuzzies. Okay. Like yeah. I went to go buy uh, um, bait, like little mice, and um, mm-hmm. The guy was out. He had small fuzzies and large fuzzies, and I tried to get the large, and he was out of them. Or no, yeah, he was out of the large because. So I had to get like regular size fuzzies. So I had a hundred of them, and um. <laughs> yeah. So you need to feed those hoppers, and I'm all great. I have a hundred fuzzies. <laughs> just just <laughs> feed the fuzzies hard, and then you'll get to the hoppers. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been feeding. I've fed them their fuzzies. I fed a lot of them to like I've got I've got other um, animals that will eat fuzzies. Yeah, like lizards. But um, <laughs> so five they ate five fuzzies, and now they're eating hoppers. Awesome. And I weighed them, and they they've only gained um oh about twenty grams, maybe a little more. Does that sound right? I don't know. I've never experienced babe, like baby, baby, fresh baby white lips. Um, how how much did they weigh when they hatched? When they hatched out, there was the runt was forty eight grams, and the um the biggest one was sixty three grams, and most of them were right around sixty, like maybe like sixty to fifty eight. I'd say that's a pretty good. That's a yeah. pretty significant uptick yeah it might not seem that way but then it's like you you 
they hit their growth spurt right when you up their food a little bit. Yeah. So the second they go from hoppers to like full blown like adult mice is when they'll just start packing the pounds on because my olives did that. And now I got to get these suckers out of here because they're growing too quick. So, yeah. Do you, um, do any of your whitelets, your southern whitelets, change colors? Yes. They go to like that slate gray. Yeah, kind of a thing. and then it. they go like oh, deep dark black. When they do so, that. Yeah, it's like they're giving you a special surprise. You're like, oh, <laughs> thank you. I love it. Usually, I kind of try to admire it as I'm ducking. It's like, oh, like okay, <laughs> you look so pretty. Please stop trying to hurt me. Like yeah, it's so it's. Um, but yeah, I have the I have the two boys, Venom and Kaiju, uh, and then I have the one girl Tosea. So the female is actually really nice, but which is weird. So, okay. I was back after they didn't, um, that spring Mm -hmm. after they didn't go and all those imports were coming in all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. I was one of the morons that like shelled out the $2,000 for like a little baby import. Oh, so now I have, I actually have the, um, I have, uh, 2.1 now, but the okay. the import that I got, he's very young. He's really small. You have a lot more than 2.1. You realize you have a whole like <laughs> shelf I mean, I have full 2.1 of them, right? Imports. Yeah, you're like I got 2.1. I'm like and babies. Like it's <laughs> you have a shit ton right now, more than I do. So um, yeah, but they're all related. I, it's, I you know. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. Well, no. Because you got the import mail. If anything, you have well, one yeah, mail. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, so. okay, I need a new mail. Yeah. Because this boy didn't do it. And <laughs> so I thought, oh, I'll get another mail. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, oh, boy. Like dealing with importers, that was a new experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like and- I got the baby and he was covered in mites. And his he uh. I, they didn't tell me that part of his tail was bitten off. Oh shit! Oh my, Jesus! Yeah. Like it was, and he has scar. He looks like he's been in some fights out in the wild. Yeah, and I don't he's know a, if he tried to eat a tree monitor or something, or or tree monitor tried to eat him. him. Yeah, it's and oh. also he's probably a baby, but he's probably actually closer to like two years old, just because of. But you know what? The crazy mm. thing is. He's the sweet. He's one of the sweetest snakes that I have now. Right. The world was horrible to him before he got here. <laughs> I grab, it's awesome I here. Grab, I would grab that snake and kiss it on the head. That's how. Oh wow. Snake okay. Is. That's really. That's wow. that's that's kind of rare for a white. <laughs> I already <laughs> sniffed. I already sniffed a um a fur ball on Riley's <laughs> YouTube channel. I, I should just like get him out and kiss him on the head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was like, I can't believe she sniffed that fur ball. The, it uh, like is it the what is it the white lip fur ball? Yeah. 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 <laughs> they don't smell like anything. You know, it's no, like, they're just weird. And that's something that a yeah, lot that's of people just weird. I know. And a lot of people aren't aren't prepared for that until they're like it looks like their snake is dying and it's just like I, I don't think Pearl does it. She doesn't cough up fur balls. And I only find them in um Jet's cage. Some do, some huh. don't. I mean I've I've so seen they don't it. all do it. Yeah. Some do, some yeah. don't. Okay. I just haven't yeah, seen it in some. Jet doesn't change his colors ever. Yeah. Really? 
Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Oh, I was going to say also, so the babies pretty much all look the same, but that really crazy mean one that bit Riley yeah. on the YouTube channel, her name's Bad Apple Agnes, by the way. She's the, I'm like, you're the bad apple that gives white lips their bad name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that I like, that yeah, I like very much. Yes. But, um, I'm probably gonna have to keep her because I'm like, no one's gonna love you as much as me. <laughs> I, I mean, there I can think of somebody, but you know. Well, yeah. I do. I know. I know one other person. I'm like, you're the only one. You're yeah. the only one, Owen. <laughs> so for. Did you have to be concerned about like baby humidity, dampness, anything oh, like that? So right now I'm I'm experimenting with them. Um, okay. So at first I did I put the leaves in there. I put a bunch of sphagnum moss that I was keeping like kind of damp, mm-hmm. and um, they just like I don't know if they even care. Like <laughs> right now I just I I um, <laughs> uh, so they're. They're going through, they, so at the first two sheds, they pretty much all were like, we're all in shed now. The second shed, we're all in shed now. Now for the third shed, they're staggering. They're doing it at different times, but mm-hmm. there's quite a few in shed right now. I was looking at them today, making, they poo and pee it kind of a lot too, but, um, yeah. so I, um, was cleaning and there's a, about three or four of them in shed and I just sprinkled a little water down on that side in the warm side just to add a little humidity for them but mm-hmm. they're all on um just paper towels and have their they have their water dishes which is just the size you know a deli cup mm-hmm. size and mm-hmm. um they have their hides and I put paper towels and hides in there too for them to play with they um when I can tell they use the whole enclosure, like the whole tub, they don't, they're not hiders. They come out, they're always, you open the tub and if they're in the back side of the tub, they, they'll jump all the way to the front side of the tub <laughs> to try to bite you. Like everything I thought I was going to have to do with them, I'm like figuring out that I don't have to worry about it. I'm just keeping them a little warmer. That's the only thing I'm really worrying about. So I took the moss out for these sheds and I'm just mm-hmm. doing a little bit of extra water on the back end of the paper towel. And I'm going to see if they have perfect sheds like before. And, okay. Which I kind of think they are going to. I think the main thing is because they're not shy and mm-hmm. they go, like they're going in their water bowls because when they did have moss, I would they would put their they would fill the moss, uh, the t- the water bowls full of moss. Right. So they, they would, would take just the moss it. all the way from the back and put it in the front. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. And so, like you can tell, they're going in their water bowls if they're doing stuff like that. Yeah. And they also, my- some of them flip their hides. Cause they're like, look, I, they're all hung, like, they're super hungry right now. I, it, it's been 10 days since I fed them last and they were all like trying to bite me. Like, you have food? I'll, how about you? I'll eat you. <laughs> it was, I mean, I, I, I definitely, I'll say that having white lips with things like needing humidity hides and things like that, as they get larger, I would say once I get a white lip out of a five into a 32, that's when I start seeing the rough sheds because then they got a lot more space and stuff like that. That's when yeah, they get the humidity true. Hide. Um, So it's yeah. true because like uh, Jetson, the forefoot enclosure, mm. and 
pearls in the three foot enclosure. And I actually bought her a, a I just got that four foot animal plastics cage okay. for her. And I'm kind of nervous about putting her in a new cage because <laughs> I'm like superstitious now. Like this is her <laughs> good cage. So right. <laughs> it worked out here. If Everything's I mean, gonna everything like, will change. fail. Yeah. Gonna be like, You're never getting eggs again, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean that's the risk unfortunately you gotta take, but it, you might throw her off for a year, but then she'll get rolling in the new cage. Um, yeah, I, I feel like if I keep her hides that she likes and yeah. try to set it up similarly. Yeah. yeah. And gonna... what I do in the bigger, um, so for the white lips, I like you can see that's Pearl's enclosure with the green um, mm -hmm. bowl in the front. I don't okay. know if you can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much a quarter of her enclosure, that water bowl. Yeah. So I, it adds all that surface area of the water is keeps it really humid in there. And I got to say, like, if you want to talk about plants, um, I'm not, I don't know that much. I'm trying to learn because I'm trying to learn about plants, but I, <laughs> yeah, I have a too. bunch of plants in the window behind me here. Mm. And uh -huh. um, on days when I like I'll water them in the morning before I go to work. And those days when I get home, I'll come into the snake room and I'll be like, oh, my God, it's so hot in here. And then I look at the uh, the temperature and it's only 84. It is still <laughs> hot because the plants made it so humid. Right. Yeah. So I, if I you want humidity, will... add plants. Yeah, I would say I think more people need to start adding plants to their snake rooms and yeah, stuff like add that. Yeah, plants well, and then yeah. surface water, like the surface area of your water bowl, rather than having like a deep water bowl, just have a shallow water bowl mm -hmm. that's bigger, and then that gives them the opportunity to even get in the water if they right. want. Because white lips are known. That's one of the things about white lips is they're known to be near water. That's what they like to be near. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely I'm looking forward to getting my guys into the big ones because I usually have cat litter pans as yeah. the water. So and I and I have had white lips that will just lay in there for hours and just do a crocodile thing where all you see is yeah, like their eyes and their nose. That's my so, meal. Yeah. He'll soak in his water bowl. And so I, I would just say um change your water a lot too because um, they Clean like water. it more. They'll drink it more when you give them fresh water. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, the plant the plant thing is cool, but it, it leads you down a whole nother hobby. It's a whole nother hobby. Oh, yeah. the other thing is, is they bring in like little gnats. You get little gnats, and like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. where did all these gnats come from? And <laughs> I actually went and I'm bought like, oh. a bunch of Venus fly traps at the last snake show that I'm going to set up in my snake room. That oh I'm cool gonna, yeah because then i'm like here we'll uh -huh, do it this way yeah i'm gonna do it too do that. hey they, they were 20 bucks and i'm like i'll set them up and we'll Plus see it would be cool goes. i want to see that and it's back to the <laughs> i keep walking it i have the snake i have like the fly ribbon crap yeah i walk oh. into it and then it's stuck to me yeah no, oh. little, yeah, yeah, no so we're just gonna get the plants too. yeah no no <laughs> I get a bunch of little Venus fly traps all over the room. I'll feel better. I have about a cobweb in the corner here. It's huge. <laughs> like, <laughs> if people were coming over, I'd clean it, but I'm like, I'm not cleaning that because get those little. I yeah, also get, get covered moths. I don't know if you guys know what those are. That's a new one These for little us. Little moths. And I know what it's from because I also have um, uh, rats. Mm. I have like a, um, some rats, and the rat food had like worms in it. 
and, and they'll change. Then, I think the cupboard moths laid eggs in the, um, I don't know. I also had to clean out my cupboards trying to get rid of those things. Jesus. But I don't know. I'm talking about stuff I should keep to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, aside from the white lips, what else are you working with that you're kind of excited about? Like, what's an overview so, of the collection? I got that um, female. So I bought all these green tree pi- baby green tree pythons, and they all grew up to be boys. <laughs> so uh, I have seven crap. males. <laughs> seven males? Yeah. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> but I'm like Eric. I don't ever want to sell my snakes. I'm like, I, I, I need to get rid of, of these. And I'm like, hell no. Nobody deserves my animal. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You get attached to them or, you know. Yeah, you, you don't want to let them go. Yeah. Yeah, especially about... when you see all these people saying, how do you take care of these? My snake won't shed. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I just bought this. How do I take care of it? First off, that's yeah. a mainland reticulated python. Second off, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have seven green tree pythons. So when Lucas uh, was kind enough to um, sell his female to me, I was like, hooray. <laughs> I, I finally, after all these years, get to try the thing that kind of led me down this path. <laughs> you do have extra so I'm excited about that. And I actually, I didn't tell Lucas. So I actually think that she ovulated uh, a couple weeks ago. So, oh, um, all right. n- we'll knock him, on wood, we'll I I'm like, oh, I just see myself. I'm not getting eggs from her, or she's. That's what you said about the white list. Yeah, and then that. I happens, know. So I don't <laughs> want to just keep talking. It's oh, fine. Was it Shane who you had on recently, um, talking about his um, Helma hair scrubs? Helma hairs. Yeah, Helma yeah. hair scrubs, yeah. and he yep. was talking about how like it was the most stressful thing he ever did in his whole life. <laughs> he didn't sleep for months. Uh, I know exactly how I feel. <laughs> like the whole time, I'm just laying in bed saying, "I wonder what Pearl's doing right now." <laughs> Every night. Every I hope the night. eggs are okay. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. We've all been there, though. That's We've why all been I have there. a glass front incubator so I can put my face up against it and I don't open the door because. Um, Somebody in my household has started keeping a tally of how many times I will go downstairs and check my eggs, and I don't appreciate that. So it's, she had like a you clicker. Can do it every time. I don't know, but she's like, she's to. like, you've checked them five times today. I'm like, how do you know? And she's like, how many times <laughs> you've been downstairs? Shut up! <laughs> like, yeah. So that's yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy because I feel so like I I don't know how I didn't know about how wonderful and like enjoyable keeping snakes and it's fun because you meet at like when I first got my ball python and started learning about snakes I looked up um a local herpetological society in Sacramento Mm. actually has one that's really old and been going on forever so I started going to those meetings and meeting other people who keep reptiles and it's it's so that's cool yeah yeah, I like that such a fun my friend hates it when we call it the hobby. Like I'm like, what are we supposed to call it? it I don't know what else to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was a, saying I that we like could call it hobby too. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was it? Who who were we talking to that was talking about that? 
They were saying oh, about not calling it a hobby. They were Where saying they call that? it a community. Is that what you heard? Maybe. Um, no, I mean, it was like they were they were compared it to fish keeping. So it was like reptile keeping. But then they had another word. Why can't I think of what that was? I mean, aquaculture and it's herpticulture, but. No, they had like a um, like. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm drawing. Reptilian I can't. I, it, it was a good name. Yeah. And it was because they, they were talking about this topic. You'll right. Should you call it a hobby? You'll think of it as yeah. soon as you turn off the mic. Oh, yeah. When, when the show's over, he'll text me and I'll be like, you know, both. It's oh, this. It's this. I'll be sleeping. I'll be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. So it's, uh, but anyway. um, so aside from your eight green tree pythons skewing mostly towards the male side, uh, what, what kind of green tree pythons are they? Are they, they're designer? all, none of them are captive bred. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to. So everybody says these snakes just die. They just die, die, die. And, um, they do sometimes. <laughs> like I, I, I'm things, horrible right? with them. And yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to spend $1,000 on a snake that's about to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've right. got, um, I've got Beox. I've got the, I've got a ruse. That's what mm. I got from Lucas. Um, okay. She is definitely a wildcat. She's not even a farm. She's a wildcat. She's got the scars to show it. Nice. Um, okay. I've got most of them are from Dan Mallory because he, he's, you guys know when I say that who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he is from California. And so he's the main guy. Yeah. yeah you're lucky for being near him because I probably would have bought a whole new um, <laughs> wing on his house if I had been near that man. So I know. I'm thankful but, I'm yeah. It's, it's a risk to buy um, wild caught imports. Yeah. Um, but he's got the fun things. <laughs> but sometimes it's a gold mine, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, yes. Yeah. I got this really <laughs> badass snake. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I kept them all alive. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, out of the um green tree pythons, I I I think I like the Beox the most. There's badass. Yeah. You like them feisty like ones. <laughs> yeah. Looks like a dragon almost. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, got a dragon. And their head. colors are very different. All the other ones like I kind of like I kind of think they all look the same. I'm not one of those green tree python people that are like, that's a yapin, that's a fuck fuck. Like I'm all, I don't know. What that is. <laughs> sure. Sure. I'm we just like, I know Whatever what was on the box, like, man. And I know what a Nauru looks like. So I kind of think those are my favorites. Cool. Um, okay. I've got yeah. one sarong and I've got a one white mate. Uh, Waimena, I think, is what the locality is. Waimena, whatever, whatever makes um, you feel but good. But yeah. I like the Aru's because they're they've got that green. Oh, they're the greenest ones. Yeah, they've yeah. got that dark, dark, dark green. green. Yeah, yeah. But their heads aren't as pretty. Like that's one of the things that draws me towards the snakes that I like is what their heads look like. Like, um, like I have also some carpet pythons and um they're all IJs. And I, I remember um <laughs> I remember looking in the um carpet python book, you know, yeah. all those awesome pictures. And they put uh -huh. a, they put some pictures of some um Darwins in there. Yeah. 
And I remember thinking, I, I I thought it was an eye like when I was when you're first looking at them and you're a newbie and you don't really know like about the um, subspecies and you're just like learning about it and it's hard mm, to sure. pick out an IJ and a Darwin. A Darwin, yeah, yeah. they kind of mm. look the same, but um, I saw this Darwin in there and it was like orange and it had the orange was like uh outlined in black and then it had Mm -hmm. the it wasn't white but it wasn't yellow it was like more like this off-white color yeah just made the made this it almost looked blue because there was some iridescence Mm -hmm. and it was like oh that's the prettiest snake and so i was like okay but i've never seen a darwin in person that looks like that yeah. I think that was a wild caught one that it was a or not a wild caught it was a wild one. Yeah, taking a well, picture of a wild one. But, I think um, yeah, also I the really ones in Australia. The Darwin, and I know everybody loves the stripes, mm-hmm. but I I love the bands. I think the bands are just so cool looking, and I think it's because when I was a kid, we would go um, snake hunting. Mm-hmm. That's what we called it. We didn't call it herping. <laughs> My brother and I, we would go snake hunting, and uh, we would always find these garters. And I hated, I hated the garter snakes because they would musk so bad, and they yeah. were like black and yellow stripes. So when I see the black and yellow stripes, I'm all, ew, that's that's just giving me these memories of this awful stench. <laughs> we wanted to find, we loved to find the. Um, Sharp-tailed snakes um, and the the yellow racers and oh, um, cool. gopher snakes would always bite the hell out of us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we we got lucky with the gophers that we found in Texas. It actually, I guess, it was cold because it didn't do anything to us. It just let us. Well, come to California. I'll sh- they'll show you some ones that'll bite you. Yeah, they're probably <laughs> gonna. You guys are gonna do that one without me, unfortunately. But there, yeah. I have a really great story. One time when we were yeah. like, we're gonna go snake hunting, and we got one of those. Uh, are they like the ten gallon buckets that the paint comes in? Yeah. And that's what yeah. we were putting the snakes in. And we were out in a field. It was that. Uh, went up to the edge of this guy's property and he Mm -hmm. was throwing his lawn clippings on the edge of his fence. And so there's this pile of lawn clippings right there. And um, my cousin, he was the youngest one out of all of us. He was like, guys, look at this. And he like saw a little tiny hole at the bottom of this grass clippings, Mm -hmm. like just the size of a finger, like someone stuck their finger in there and he like sticks his hand in there and he's like, guys guys i feel something and my brother and i like run up behind him with the bucket and then he and then my cousin went ah like that and he yanked his hand out of a hole and a little baby gopher snake was attached to the end of his finger <laughs> and he like pulls it back and the gopher snake went flying through flying. This yeah perfect arc in the air and landed right in our bucket Okay. Good. It didn't go all the way over there. (laughs) And then we were like, "Is it a rattlesnake? Is it a rattlesnake?" Because he got. Oh God! Yeah. We were just little. We were very young then, like probably like seven. Like my cousin was probably like seven, and I was like ten. That's that's (laughs) hilarious. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) I love that kind of stuff. So. 
aside from the green tree. I also, so I also, I've got a story to tell about my beauty snakes, the um, Ridley eye. Nice. Yeah. So I bought those and, um, I, well, in 2019 at the reptile show, there was one at the East Bay Vivarium. Well, they had two, they had a Mm -hmm. pair. And I just bought the one female because Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know if I want these snakes. You know, I'm not one of those people that just like, oh, I just need to get a pair. I Mm want to see if I like them first. And um, so then the next year I bought a female, I mean, uh, a male Mm -hmm. and uh, unrelated from a different uh, sire. And um, then so and then I put I built that enclosure that has all the plants in it with the um, with the light. Cool. And, um, really, I put the hides like on both sides and um, I put hides all over the whole enclosure and the plants are just like it looks like a jungle in there right now. And so they've been doing really good in there. And um, almost right away, even though the females uh, 2019 and the males of 2020, mm-hmm. uh, as soon as I put them in there, like a couple weeks in, I go, oh, Look at that's cute. That little like one year old male is like trying to breed the female. How funny. Oh my god. And um <laughs> then like he was on top of her and and then I start noticing, oh wait, what's going on now? Why does my female keep trying to breed my male? My little tiny male. My one year old male. Uh... So okay. I'm like, hey, I have a freaking uh, pair of males again. Just like it's like the um, green tree python. Right. Yeah. I got two boys again. Okay. <laughs> so now I've noticed that my male is getting really thick. It's eating like crazy. And I'm like, maybe they missexed them both. And I do have a pair. I don't okay. know for sure. Like, I like. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that I've had that happen more often than not. Um, that happened with my Brisbane's where the male laid eggs, and I'm like, oh shit! Like I've been. Oh, well, at least I still have a pair, but um, I don't know because I'm trying to get my beauties to breed this year again. So. Uh, I read so in the reptiles magazine article mm. that they have about breeding beauty snakes they mm. said to get them four years old and mine are trying to breed already and i just i wasn't putting them in there expecting them to breed i was just expecting them to live in the habitat together and it's really cool because they're crepuscular mm-hmm. and in the morning right. when i'm like making coffee like i go over there and look at them and they're always like coming out and looking mm-hmm. at me <laughs> and then it's- at night sometimes they're out too it's one of those where I think the what was the formula is get them to four years old. But I I totally think that there are snakes that are gonna that are going to do their yeah. own thing and and you know be outside that. So could they breed before four? Hell yeah, you know. Um, mine I think are going up on five. I think I think are going up on six now. So mine are going to be six years old. So. Um, and well, I tried breeding them when they turned four. Mine are going one and a half. <laughs> there you go. So you're already ahead of me. Maybe so. they're not. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I just have two horny males and they keep trying to breed each other. <laughs> that or they, it could be some kind of a dominance display or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. 
Yeah. I even uh, messaged Dr. Lofman to ask him, and he said it can happen both ways. Like, even a dominant female can um, do that to a male. Like, try to, you know, act like she's, if the female went in there and was like, oh, it's this young male doing, this is my territory. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) I'll keep you... I'll keep you informed if I get eggs yeah. from my mail. Yeah, well, yeah. If, if eggs appear, somebody did something right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so you got the the green trees. You got the beauty snakes. Uh, anything else that you're working with? Um. So, I actually had so my carpet pythons. Um, I had bought uh two het granites from a mm-hmm. uh, pair of het granites from Nick, and um. I got babies uh, in 2020 and um, my male actually died. Mm. Um, He got a really bad breast. It was my fault. I put him down in the um, bottom tub Mm -hmm. and it was just getting cold. And I kept thinking he was like in shed and then I realized he was sick. And by that time he was like really sick. Right. Yeah. They they hide um, it really well. Right. So I, because uh, I really, um, I think that the granite carp. So I didn't really know that the granite carpets had so many issues. Yeah. Because for um, my clutch, what happened was um, she laid ten eggs, and um, one egg, st- like it looked like it was, I thought it was fertile. Like it didn't look like a um, dud egg. It looked like a normal egg, but it started molding out right away. And it um, pretty much just turned green. And then Mm -hmm. um, all, all the rest of the nine went the whole way. And, but then only eight of them came hatched out Mm -hmm. and they were all normals. And then the <laughs> one that didn't hatch, I finally cut it, and it was a perfectly granite. formed-looking granite baby inside. Yeah, like I didn't, I couldn't see any kinks or anything. It just died inside the egg. Yeah. So, hmm. um, I don't know if that was a granite issue or it was just bad luck. Yeah. But um, I kind of, yeah. I really like the granites. Um, I like, um, I have like. I wish that, like, I think um, more people can work with it and you can make some really pretty looking snakes. Like, if you could get one of those, like, get an IJ that looks like that really orange Darwin that has the white mm-hmm. sides. Because some of the IJs do look like that. Yeah, Eric has them. <laughs> I have it. So you get more of the cream white and then put that into granite so you get the speckly orange and black and white snake mm-hmm. like that would look really cool <laughs> yeah i have a i have an ij that has it's pretty much black except for f- orange flames that come up the side and the saddles yeah. yeah okay so what i was gonna say is one of the things that i really love about ij's is they have it better than any of the other carpets. There's right. no other carpet. Is the labial uh, lip stripes mm-hmm. that come down because yes. the white lip pythons have that too. And I always imagine I'm a little rodent walking through the forest. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I turn and I see this wicked smile. It looks like <laughs> the smile of death. 
And then not last <laughs> <thing> I ever <laughs> see. <laughs> I'm such a dork. <laughs> it's it's cool to notice those kind of things with with snakes and stuff like that. So I mean, and, and like I said, Eric's got a ton of freaking IJs, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, I had granites for a bit, and that'd probably be the only project that I would consider dipping into with IJs. Yeah, which I will uh, not they, admit to ever again. Yeah. I bought so I had bought a wild caught female from Dan. Right. And she's she's really nice. She's not orange in the flames, but mm-hmm. she's you know how a lot of the IJs, I think Nick a lot of his IJs are really yellow. Cause most of I have one that's not yellow, but all of the other two granites, they have a lot of yellow in them. Mm-hmm. And um okay. I think I, I like the white better, but um, I think and I think it would look better with the granite too, the the white background. I, I think people should do more with the granite to re- like combine it with a lot of stuff because like I mean Eric's got so many IJs I've seen them of all different colors, and I'm like I would like to see a granite of that color and that color and that color and like you could just keep going. Yeah. So, I yeah. Just, I don't know what's up with those granites though. It's just yeah. a, a deadly. I dream. think they. No, uh, they were they were inbred for a long time, right? And um, recently, well, this is probably going back maybe six years ago, seven years ago. Nick started outcrossing them, right? So as soon yeah, as he Nick started outcrossing them, one of the them, only ones that's like getting a lot of granite. Huh? Well, that's yeah, because he outcrossed so far, and now he's coming back in. But the problem yeah. is, is that coming back in has its own issues because now you're 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 kind of going back in on yourself so yeah you could start- i've decided i went the route of exanic granite right oh, like yeah. that look so that's where that's where i, I had i have a granite female i've done some stuff with her as far as trying to make all different hats and stuff so i have a whole bunch of hats from different lines and wild caught stuff and all that kind of stuff but i don't Do you know think that 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 <laughs> Eight normals is just bad luck. It's not that the granite is like a weak game. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, the fact that you got them from Nick, I would probably say that like they were probably outcrossed. So maybe it was just bad luck. But um, mm-hmm. if you would have got them from somebody else, I would probably say it was the gene itself. Like, I think in the early days, a lot of the issues that would happen with the granite gene would be like, they wouldn't have eyes. They wouldn't, uh, you know, they would have like real bad kinks. Um, Their tongues would be messed up. um, Their faces would be messed up. All stuff like that. So it wasn't so much that they, I guess, no, they didn't really I guess some of them died in the egg, but I think it was more along the lines of deformities of what you would see because of the fact that they were inbred so much. They were yeah. like really inbred. I think in the... Uh, How many God, generations is- does it take to start getting that kind of um, deformities? Not a lot because it was the yeah. granite popped out and then it was bred to like its siblings. And then those siblings were bred to their siblings. And that was... Yeah, just- he just kept producing them. Right, from, and that from was that just in head. Europe... And then in Europe, like when then when they first got over to the U.S., it was more siblings being bred to siblings, and and you know, fathers to daughters and mothers to sons. So it was a very limited gene pool before we even got it. So I want to say, like, within the first two or three clutches of granites born in the U.S., 
we saw the problems of like no eyeballs and messed up spines and stuff like that. So it was, it did not take long at all, but we had already been, they'd already been inbred way more. A lot. Before they even got to us. Yeah. So. And Ben, Ben did a, a DNA genetic analysis of them. And that's how they found out that they were so inbred. They, they right. were like really, 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 really bad. Really so, bad inbred. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because I, I wanted to ask you guys, um, do you think that I should try to see if Ben can I can get a genetic analysis of Pearl and Jet to see like sure. Yeah. Like, how far away they are from each other? I would yeah. not I would not be surprised if they weren't that far away from each other just because you got them from the same location and they probably came from the same shipment. And so either they were probably collected in the same relative area, but I would also not be surprised if they came back as completely unrelated because of the same things where they were wild collected. Um, The only thing is that they might've been born in a farm or something like that over there. That's the only thing. Uh, yeah, but then you might you'll you might know that you know, or you might you know. have a more um, uh, get a, be- a better guess of of where they may have came. Yeah, come I would I would totally do that because then the other thing too is that um, then you can plan for the future moving forward. Like maybe the next couple clutches aren't it's Pearl and your other one, not Jet. Fingers crossed. Let's not yeah. get ahead of ourselves. Uh, that's that's what we're here for. <laughs> So, um, cause then you can possibly use the other male or you can keep one of the other females to use with the male. So there's a lot of other things that you could do with that. So I would totally yeah. say it's worth it. I think it would be cool. Cause I- I'm hoping that some of the babies go to like pe- other people who have bred white lip pythons and maybe we can do some trades and um, yeah. Yeah. start. Yeah. Like That's a- what you should do. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, I would, what, um, I would do that. Chuck was talking about last night with the Hallams. He was talking about how, you know, he 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 wants to make sure that um, if he like with Shane, he should be switching mm-hmm. with Shane. You know, yeah, they keep everyone yeah. diverse. Right. Yeah, those Halma Harris are pretty, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. cool looking. Yeah, scene. Um, the head. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen one in person. I'm just talking about pictures. Um, oh, they're cool. Head. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, they look. There's that one picture in the Barker's book that I literally thought was a painting. Because yeah. I was like, that uh, can yeah. be real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're uh they're they're another cool snake, uh slim body big head snake. So yeah. So Owen, I wanted to ask you, um, yeah. do you have any like idea where the where our imports are coming from for the white lips are they mostly no like it's it's i had a couple people ask me um like the few people that found out that i got babies a couple Mm. of them asked me that um do you know the locality of your white lips and i was like yeah fresno california yeah southern i do not know yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a cluster because it's this it, as as much as we want to give flack to the green tree guys um it's the same kind of deal you know you you have to trust the guy who sent it to you or the guy who's selling it to you so if you can say that it's this locality all right well who's telling you that the guy who's selling it to you who told him that the guy who put it in the box well who told him that the dude who collected it 
the dude who collected it just grabbed the white lip and went white lip and threw it in a bag and knew that you were going to buy it. They didn't go and take a GPS coordinate of where they found the thing so that you can try to make some kind of a locality out of it. Um, do I believe that at some point certain places in Indo were more opened uh, or were, that were closed were then opened and that may have grabbed a, a pocket of animals that had not been collected before? And that's something that they may have tried to use to sell it. Yeah. Is there a difference? Probably not. I mean, I, I wouldn't go too far. I think everything's so far down the rabbit hole with white lips that, I, I mean, could at one point we have really looked at golds and figured out, well, these golds have a ton of gold from the neck down. These ones have white around their eyes here. These ones have white here and here. Could we have figured all that out and tried to bridge all that into localities? Sure, but the problem is, is that we just all lump them in as gold or northern white lips. So it's done with southerns. It's a southern yeah. white lip. It's, and it's not like you can be like the ones in this area have this kind of pattern. Like, right, they're all know, the like, same. <laughs> well, didn't didn't Dan wasn't he working with a locality white lip? Dan Tamika. Brought, yeah, Dan brought in the locality Tamika. in Tamika, and that's what he said is that they had not been allowed to collect on Tamika before. And then they started right. to. So all the white lips at that year were from Tamika. But the problem is, is that after that, they started collecting in other areas. And I mean, a blackface white lip comes in now. They're not labeling it as a sure. Tamika or anything else. It's just a blackface right. white lip. Could it right. have come yeah. from Tamika? Yeah. Can you tell? No, because you can't. <laughs> so well, I would think um, you would if you got different localities, it's gonna just make your gene pool stronger, right? Right. Yeah. So I mean, if you yeah. that one was from Tamika and one was from right. You know, I, I hope know. they're from different Toronto. places. Yeah, fine. Right. Yeah, they're they're black based yeah, white. Uh, that um Daniel Natush uh wrote that paper about um because before that there was a paper that like split the the southern white lips up into like five different species or something like that. Yeah, that because they reviewed a bunch of um they reviewed a bunch of uh, wet specimens in laboratory and stuff like that so they split up the blackface white lip. They added the 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 Bennett's white lip which is the red and then they added um they split up I think the gold into two or something like that. They split everything up. And um I'm he still, did DNA work though to like yeah. try to show that it wasn't really right different species. Right. And I think there's there's rumors of maybe two or three of the red white lips in the US. Oh, oh yeah. Um there those red ones, yeah. what do you think about those? Because I kind of wonder if because they come from the area where there's where they find both species, the golds and the and I, I'm kind of like, did they? Is it an integrate? Any, any <laughs> work on those? Did, did those, anybody? Is that the? Uh, is that uh, what is it called? The um, the integrate zone. Is that a jump yeah, of diamond? Are they yeah, integrate. <laughs> um, they're I, cool looking though, right? They're they're gorgeous. I've never seen one in person. I would love to, just because I I have this like skepticism in the back of my head that it like okay clearly somebody just soaked the gold face white lip in a vat of Kool Aid and then took no, pictures of it. There's someone in the on Facebook that has one. I know and of. I don't three know why people. she's not breeding it. I would. I, I'm like, you need to breed that because if it's uh, 
But the thing is, is do you breed it to a northern or do you breed it to a southern? You breed it to a red. If you have a red, you breed it to a red. <laughs> you don't breed it to a gold because then you don't – that is useless. You don't but breed it to species, a black. I think um, in, the, in the Barker's book, did they put it in the – southern species or the northern species i can't remember but they're cool because they have the eye stripe that the northerns have but they have uh-huh. the big heads like a um their heads are shaped more like a southern they have the yeah. big long heads what the hell is that for oh. yeah. uh, he's, he's going to the book good i'm gonna figure that out right here so would, um so I wrote some notes about some oddball topics. Go for After it. having the experience of getting these eggs, I'm uh, really solidified on the idea of cycle feeding. I think I pretty much proved the point <laughs> by accidentally <laughs> breeding them, <laughs> by just dumping food. And the other thing about uh, white lips is I think because they come from such a stable uh, climate, the temperatures don't go up and down. I think in the future when I try to breed them again, I'm just going to keep the temperatures pretty stable. I'm not going to try dropping the temperatures like I did um, in the winter of 2020. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I think that's a good play. And I'm just going to do the food cycling. And I, there was another ant- anecdotal story that I have Um so after she laid the eggs, I like fed her and she was like getting back up to size and she was looking really good actually. Um, like she was doing her thing where she changes colors a lot and she was just glowing. I have some really beautiful photos of her from mm-hmm. like, I want to say like uh, late, late summer, early fall time, like in the fall. And um, I started to get the feeling like she wanted to lay eggs again. She started like, um, she was just getting big again. Like she looked big. And um, my male was pacing his cage a lot. And um, just to see, like, I was, I'm not going to breed my snakes like twice. And like, I'm not going to try to double clutch my pythons. But she acted like she wanted to. And so I just put the male in her enclosure just to see what would happen. Oh, that's the other thing is she was acting psycho for food. She Mm -hmm. was like, that's when she bit her hide box. She wanted food really, really bad. And um, so I put the male in there and like she was just out. She was out of her hide and I was afraid that she would bite him because of the way she was acting at that point for food. Like she would bite anything that moves um, just as a food response, but she didn't bite him. She just like kind of ignored him and was like looking at me. Like she wanted to bite me. Like she has the most like intense stare and she was doing that. And then the male was like cruising around and he'd touch her and then she'd kind of like do a little and then he'd go and act like, oh, I wasn't even looking at you. And like, then he'd come back to her and she, and I'm like, well, she might like, that's not bad. Like she's just staring right. at me. I think she's staring at, she's like, I'm trying to eat right now. The food <laughs> might be here. Right. <laughs> and, um, so Whoa. I took him out and I put him back in his enclosure and I left his enclosure open. And um, then I grabbed her. 
and took her out of the enclosure and was just kind of holding her like kind uh-huh. of in front of his just on my shoulder letting her mm. kind of like you know slither the way snakes do <laughs> and um I was wearing shorts and I felt something like wet touch my thigh and I looked down and I'm like oh my god is she gonna pee on me like <laughs> she has never mus- she's not a musker and she's right not- and I realized no she wasn't trying to pee on me she was just opening her cloaca she <laughs> was like opening it like she was just had her tail up and had her cloaca open and I'm like oh my god she is trying to breed with him I kind of <laughs> think she was saying hey the door's open come back over right here. Just come right. back when the food monkey's not in here staring at us. <laughs> like, I swear to God, like, I kind of think that she was like, okay, I've been feeding, breed me now. In the future, if I get some more food, I'll go. But if I don't get food, they won't. Like, I think she was like, breed, because I'm wondering if in the wild, because Daniel Nantouche wrote an earlier paper on the white lips about before he wrote the one, uh, consolidating the species he wrote a paper trying to talk about their ecology because there's not a lot of information on white lips like it's really hard to Mm. find um, scientific Mm. information and he was saying they were talking about when white lips were found babies were found in the wild and um one of the earliest papers from like a long time ago i want to say the 50s or 60s someone had writ- written about finding babies in December, mm. which I think is really? the dry, hot season there. And then yeah. Daniel Natush was saying that they have found actually babies in other times of the year too. And so he was, uh, say- he suggested that they could probably go in any season. Like, so in the wild, the females are going around looking for their food, eating food. And if they get enough food to lay the eggs, then they'll probably go. And Mm -hmm. since pythons have that um, adaptation where they can store sperm, imagine you're a python and you run into another python and you're like, well, let's breed now because I might catch a um, couscous that's like Mm -hmm. nice and big in like a couple weeks or a month even, you know, right. like 100%. that, I think that I've been thinking about that. Like I've been thinking about it a lot ever since like I, it was like so opposite of everything I thought that was supposed to happen. Like I thought they were supposed to breed in the fall, lay in the winter <laughs> and hatch in the spring. You know, like that's the cycle right. that I thought was going to happen. And yeah, I think with those, opposite. I think those, I think you're right. Those equatorial pythons probably like all those indonesian pythons are probably could be bred year round i would think and i kind of think like even in so uh, the other thing is um um Mm. ryan young he said his his room gets really hot Mm -hmm. and, and his pythons or his python that breeds for him she when he first started trying to get her to go, she would start to develop really early in the season. So when it was like getting hot, she started developing. And um, and then um, in the in Dr. Ross's book, he talks about getting the pythons really hot. Like he talks about 
getting them into the 90s and then dropping them down into the 70s. And he said he, he said drop them down to 70 at night. And but because it's so cold and white lips are so in his book, he's really like white lips are super sensitive to cold. They'll get our eyes super easy. And um, so what you have to do is in order to get them because he thought, oh, getting them cold is the important part. And but in order to compensate with getting them that cold into the, in like 70 degrees, you have to overcompensate by getting them really hot in the daytime. And that's the way he did it. And then so the one common denominator between me, Dr. Ross and um, Ryan Young is we all talk about how hot our, our rooms were getting like. Um, hmm. Hmm. So I, I oh. think like. Get them, don't be afraid to get them warmer than what's like common. Well, this, accepted. this was the question that I was bringing up to uh, Zach when I, I don't know if he actually answered the question, but this was why he was coming on carpets and coffee mm. was the, the idea of the amount of the temperature drop and the amount of time it takes to drop. Typically, we sort of oh, yeah. stagger that drop over the course of weeks to a month, you know, right. like a steady drop. Whereas maybe those equatorial pythons can, it's the amount of the drop and how fast it drops. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like, like meaning that a there's a big difference from getting hella hot in the day. Right. 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 Did you find it yeah. there? Uh, yeah. There, it's uh, the. Uh, it's the WAU or okay. WAU uh, white lip. Um, well, and... there's a picture that uh, Dr. Natush took in that book of a red mm -hmm. of a red one, and he found it uh, near up near the bird's head, and that's where there are actually southern white lips up in uh, they yeah. find southern white lips all the way up in Manaquari, up at the top of the island, which would you would you know think of as the northern side and um yeah they have it though with the uh with the southerns like they have it past the southerns in the book so unless there's a different one in here i thought that's the one we were looking at because everything yeah, else I wish, is i wish someone would get some dna from that i'll send you the i'll send you the are you yeah in the facebook? you're not in the facebook groups right nope <laughs> um so that's that's the problem though too is that like you look at the pictures in here for gold white lips and it's like that one doesn't look like any of the other ones on the page like, yeah okay. and then yeah. There, that one that's like the face is so white all the white on it yeah 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 <laughs> I've killing memorized me. all those pictures. <laughs> yeah, killing me. Just killing me. So yeah, it's Yeah, um when um Dr. Loafman talks about um brumation, I get kind of frustrated because I will like, I need to be in this conversation. Like, because he he was in a conversation with um Justin Smith. Um, I live in a rough neighborhood, guys. There's a cops like <laughs> bad stuff I thought I saw that. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw this uh, lights flash just now. <laughs> yeah, but um, he was he keeps talking about brumation and um how like oh maybe it's the humidity, maybe it's like this one, and he's all that. What's the one common denominator? And 
I nobody says, dude, the one common denominator between the snakes in the northern part of the country and the snakes in the southern part of the country is food. Like mm -hmm. the ones in the northern part of the country, they can't get any food because it's so freezing cold. They can't go find it. And if they could find it, the thing would be dead because it would be froze to death. And then in the right. south, there's no food down there, even though it's warm. All the birds and the frogs, everything hides. Like it's probably those snakes, even though they have the ability to hunt and try to find food, it's probably really hard to find food during that time of the year. Yeah. Like oh, 100%. they're not yeah. eating. And, and, um, I, uh, I, you guys have interviewed Quetzal Dwyer, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. The, Way back uh, when, no. I think. Herdelandia? No? Or no, mm. Rectalandia. I thought we had him you on for a round table. That guy's, he, that guy's really Actually, smart, yeah, he like, might have been. Bones, I thought he was on yeah. for a Bolin's round table, yeah. He knows a lot about reptiles. Like, not only just snakes. He knows, like, all kinds of reptiles. And yeah. he's been to all the... Like, he's been to... He's been all over. He's been to New Guinea. He's been to everywhere. And um, he was talking about like Ackies. And mm. he said that because um, in the hobby, a well, in the reptile hobby, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people will brumate their Ackies. And there was a guy in Germany who did this study showing that. Um, it's not the temperature that's important for the Ackies. It's actually that they're not eating. It's the food cycling. Like I, food right. cycling seems to be like the common denominator. And um, the thing about that's really good about the brumation, I think, is that um, Jennifer Joseph on the Colubrids and Clubroids radio. Mm -hmm. She was talking right. about how like the brumation is important because it gives the snakes a chance to cleanse um, the parasites and the um, like viruses and stuff because they can't survive the cold, but the snakes can. And um, so I'm not saying brumation isn't important. I'm just saying as far as the breeding part, it's probably not as like the temperature yeah, I think it depends on the species because if you have a, a python like a diamond python, the temperature is important. Or yeah. a Gretel's python, <laughs> it totally. is important, right? You know, right. Yeah, like, or, but if, I think if you're more towards the equator, I don't think like you see it like with breeding carpets, right? It's or like a when you go to too, they probably need to get cold too. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? What I don't know. I've never read Bull. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, We're but hypothesizing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with like, you know, when you look at like an IJ carpet, you know, obviously it they are usually, at least in my experience, they're first to go, right? They're the first to breed. They're the first to lay. They're the first to hatch. And they don't, I think they don't need as much of a cycle of anything. It just right. even just a little bit cooler. Um, I think that we, I, I just think there's so many things at play. It's so hard to narrow it down to like one thing, you know, it mm -hmm. could be a lot yeah. of it depends on your actual it's the room. It like there's something yeah, going on exactly. we don't even know. Yeah. Right. yeah. Always the cosmic octopus. So, <laughs> yeah. Always well, at it's, work. It's a cool visual. <laughs> yeah. Rob yeah. likes it. Yeah. So, I like uh, it. Too. 
I guess right now we're heading towards the we're getting close to the three hour mark at this oh, point. Oh, I also wanted to bring up one other thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know that it's um everybody says uh about giving calcium and um supplements to your pythons. Like I I'm kind of <laughs> a big proponent of it. I, I like I think if you're gonna breed females that mm. it's like important for them. Cause um like there's um two examples recently of um local people whose python females um after they laid their eggs they uh became crippled almost like they broke their back mm. really and um well or paralyzed you know and mm -hmm. I, I keep wondering like if these snakes are not getting enough calcium um because uh, calcium is not only important for building bones and stuff like that, but it's important for muscle contractions and strong mm -hmm. muscles. Like you'll get muscle cramps if you don't have the right amount of calcium. Right. And um, I also wonder if that's what's wrong with all the green tree pythons. Just like, oh, it ovulated and then it dropped dead. Mm, maybe. I, 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 I don't know. I've never want dipped into that. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard of, I think I've heard of a few people that give a calcium supplement to females, especially right before they were going to lay. I've heard of shoving the pill I down the I think it's more rats. popular in colubrids. Mm. I just feed them heavy with whatever it is that they're going to eat. Like, I don't. Yeah. Do you, do you think you could overdose them though? Yeah. Like if I, think, I feed yeah, I think any, I think calcium? you can have. I, I mean, humans, we can overdose on too many vitamins or too many things. I think you could easily do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that definitely that's something you should not be like, I'm going to take this calcium pill that's meant for my dog. Yeah. That is this judicially. many pounds, shove it into this rat and then have my <laughs> snake, which is this many pounds, eat it. Like, and that's, I think you could easily get that uh, out of control there. So yeah. and that's the yeah, last I think thing you want. I think that maybe doing vitamins after she lays maybe might be maybe. beneficial. Um, I think a light thing of calcium powder and rep the powder is fine. I think you can't go that crazy with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I, I was just, so I wasn't like dusting Pearl's uh, rats yeah. like all the time. Right. Like I did just the one. I don't think you need to. One. They have bones. There's calcium. Yeah. I don't think you need to go crazy. Well, but. I think if you're getting quality rodents from a yes. quality rodent breeder, you're probably <laughs> don't necessarily, you might not need that, but if you're getting like shitty rodents from somebody. Yeah. Right. If they're fed, because that's the thing is with the laboratory, when we had rodents, we would, they would be on a certain type of food. But then when we started breeding the rodents, they had to be put on a different type of food, which gave the mothers right. extra calcium and stuff and yada, yada, yada. Um, if you go to a rodent breeder that feeds them like kibbles and bits, they're probably not going to be the best rodents. But if you actually go to to a supplier that does like rodent block, like the same stuff that laboratories use, that's a well-balanced diet designed for rodents. That's going to be okay. So you're going to get better stuff. It's same thing goes with bugs. If you find some Just, guy who Justin just, Julander said that his mice breed better when he feeds them dog food. <laughs> depends on the dog food, Dr. Julander. 
and I would be I would gladly I go on the fight doctor. club and Guess start what? it. I have tons of mice everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so we have the closing questions. Oh. These are the final ones. Now, there's not we don't say all the ones that we made up, so we're just gonna pick a few, uh, three out of the uh, new ones that we have selected. Okay. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, all right. What key? What species would you keep if you could only keep one species? Duh. <laughs> that. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I, it has to be the white lips. After talking about them all these. Okay. <laughs> that's a hard question, though. I know. That's the point. I, it would have to be pearl. Yeah, just, just pearl. <laughs> just, I love her. Just many pearls. Got it. Okay. Um. What is the one species that you had a chance to get, but you regret passing on? I I never have done that. Oh, okay. I haven't been in this game long enough to have, done that. <laughs> to have the regret. <laughs> <laughs> Circle okay. back in five years. Circle back. We'll come back to that one in five I, years. <laughs> I feel I feel like I know my limits, and this is my. Like, I already have reptiles in almost every room of my house. <laughs> Good. <laughs> my bedroom so far has none, and I'm going to keep it that way. But Yeah, um, you can try. I don't eventually. have any room. And I every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, that's cool. But then I'm like, I already have everything I want. Okay. Um, what was the hardest lesson you learned while keeping le- reptiles? Um, when my carpet python died, mm. that was hard. <laughs> okay. Felt really guilty about that. All like right. I should have caught it sooner. <laughs> and we'll just go with one extra one because you dodged one on there with the whole, I don't buy. Uh, <laughs> um, what is the one piece of advice you could give to the reptile community? Oh, so I, I, I would say just to be open-minded and, um, also I hate the idea of a beginner snake. (laughs) Okay. I recently had, um, some local people that I know in the neighborhood, they know that I have snakes and they asked me like, Oh, um, our daughter wants to get a snake. What do you think is a good beginner snake? We were trying to tell her she should get a corn snake. And I said, you know what? You should get her the snake she wants. Mm. Like, I mean, as long as it's not a reticulated python. Or like that, <laughs> like, if she wants a ball pipe, like if she wants something that's not in the beginner snake list, it, but it's the thing that she's like a a passionate about right. that one because that's the one that she's going to love and take care of. Right. Cause I got the, I did that. I got the ball pythons cause they were kind of like shoved down the throat as like, Oh, the easiest um, snake to keep. Mm-hmm. They make great pets. And guess what? They're really hard to keep. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, every ball yeah, python we see. boring to me. I'm not really into them. I feel that I have four of them and I'm like, like, 
I feel bad when I get them out and hold them. I'm like, I don't really love these things. <laughs> ball pythons hate Eric. Every time we go someplace oh. where somebody's like, hey, hey can you help me. me clean my ball pythons? He gets bit and like ripped There's off. There's new ones. I have yeah. a new one. I don't know why. I have one that bites me. I'm the one who's it's making the ball pythons. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um. You want to know something funny? When my mm. ball pythons eggs hatched, I put them, I didn't, I tried to put them in another sim container, but two sim containers when it fits side by side in my incubator. <laughs> so okay. I had this uh, little tub that was like a tub that I used to um, soak snakes. And um, I put, I set the eggs up in there and I put it in the, um, the cooler next to Pearl's eggs. Right. And something just told me, go back and check on those eggs. And I go back and look. And the whole egg box is submerged in water. Water is full. The eggs just were covered. It was dunked in water. So like probably oh, for wow. like three minutes. So I took them out, dried them off with paper towel, um, put them in a different tub, and um, all of them hatched but one. <laughs> all right. Well, you can't even kill ball pythons by drowning them now, apparently. So, it's all right. They're like so. <laughs> so inbred, they will they will hatch regardless, yeah. or they've yes. been bred. They're so domesticated, they'll yeah. hatch regardless. Well, ball python breeders, man, they got it easy. <laughs> <laughs> they'll hatch underwater. Awesome. Well, Lisa, do you have anything you want to toss out there as far as like website? social media anything you want to toss out there for anybody? no i'm not i don't have anything forget like these that. people this they don't need to contact you exactly <laughs> so well this has been awesome and um definitely will keep you uh in mind as i go through my white lip trial again this year and uh <laughs> hopefully i can uh, share some of your success with it later oh, on. I, I my you have all my uh positive energy and I, wish you all the best. I know you can do it dude You're yeah gonna... we'll see it's not up to me it's up to them oh, you're <laughs> like, gonna I... do it. don't I, you know what i i say don't be afraid to like give them that hot that hot time of the day yeah i i think i've been doing that with my gold so i have to i have to get off my butt and get them paired so i'll uh i'll do that this weekend but we'll see how it goes all but right. now nah, this has been awesome. Very cool. I'll Thank definitely... you so much, guys. I love you both. Yeah. Yep. And we'll pick you. I'll pick no, your brain about like others. You guys are my too. old friends. <laughs> 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 totally. And just uh, yeah. Let me know when you want to get rid of some of those white lips. So. <laughs> okay. I'll definitely. I'll give you. A, I'll message you. Thank you. <laughs> probably this spring, right? Yeah. Probably. So. Um, yeah. But all right. Awesome, Lisa. Awesome. Thanks, Lisa. Have a great Lisa. night, guys. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Uh, let's close it up. Uh, yeah. That was awesome. You got yeah, your dude, notes? Um, you ready? White got, Python? It's in my brain, okay. man. It's. I, I'm probably going to have to listen to it like two or three times, but it's like it, stuff's cooking because I had heard the temperature spike stuff. I've heard and, that. That was interesting. Yeah. I, I've and never and heard dude, that. You know? I, I, I'm... It, cohabbing is in my head and it's been in my head for like two years now and i'm yeah. this close to getting it done so we're, we're talking tunnels we're talking cohabbing we're talking get me who is the problem out of the issue <laughs> let the snakes be the snakes <laughs> do their job right. yeah they will i don't care if they give me eggs in january all right they'll figure it out but 
what the yeah. hell is going on here? I don't know. Your lights, lights keep going on and off. <laughs> I don't I don't know what's going on. I'm getting like cued from somebody. Yeah, like, like enough, you know, Dexter's like, can the we go? <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy, he's been holding it forever. Oh man, sorry, Dexter. Just give me a minute here, we'll wrap it up. All, All right. right, for us, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Info at Morelia Python Radio. If you want to get in touch with us, that is the way to do it. Follow us on social media, and please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, go to the Teespring store, get all your uh, NPR. Carpet Fest, Rogue Reptiles, and E.B. Morelia merch. Uh, you can also become a Patreon for the Patreon shows and other things like that. Uh, and that's all we have for everybody this week. So we'll say thank you all for listening, and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. Good night.